What's up, Sifters? Welcome to Game Face, episode 322 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, and I'm here for the next couple hours to share some intense gaming discussion with all y'all. And alongside me to do that is Matthew Kyle. What's up, Matt? Not much. We got a little visitor here today. You guys can't see, but Matt's yeah. cat, Luna, has decided oh. to grace us with her presence today. She's mm-hmm. usually very shy. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is today. But t- today, she seems to want to hang out. It's awesome. <laughs> you can't see her, but she's trucking around on the floor here. How has your week been, Matt? Uh, all right. Yeah? You know, Thanksgiving. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was pretty good. A lot of baking. No. So, what did you bake? I, I was on dessert patrol. Oh. So I did honey graham cookies and ch- cheesecake brownies and a chocolate mousse cheesecake. That sound, all, all the above sound delicious. What was your favorite? What was the best one? Uh, the the chocolate mousse cheesecake was probably the star, but the cheesecake brownies I make more often, and those actually turn out the best they ever have, and I don't know why. You don't know what you did different? No, I don't know. Just the brownie was just right. Sometimes it can just be humidity. Yeah. That's all it takes yeah. to mess up or make something amazing if you're trying mm-hmm. to bake. Um, my Thanksgiving was mellow. Um, I didn't go anywhere or do much of anything. I did buy like some turkey, so I did have mm-hmm. like a Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, my wife went home for Thanksgiving. I did not. I stayed here because I'm going to be leaving here in two weeks. Yeah, she does the crazy like go out to Pennsylvania. Come, she comes back tonight actually. Come back here back for like a for week Christmas and a half again, and yeah. turn around and go right back. Forget it's not worth it, it to me. No. The, the, also, the flights right now are like outrageous. Oh, yeah. Like one way to the East Coast right now is like 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we need to go both ways. Our flights to Greece, by the way, were less than that round trip. Wow. A lot less. Like 300 less. They know they got you. Now, granted, I got like all our stuff to Greece basically free on points from one of my credit cards. But they tell you like the monetary value before you pay for the flights with your points. And they were like $800. Mm-hmm. And the flights to and back from Pennsylvania, $1,000. It's insane. That's not worth it. I've said before, like, they need to set up some kind of a thing where, because you can buy tickets to, like, the UK for, like, 500 bucks yeah. round trip. So just, I'll buy that. As I'm flying over Pennsylvania, just, just open me. the door yeah. and let me just jump out with a parachute. Parachute down to, <laughs> parachute down to Amish country and call it a day. Yeah. Get myself a potato roll as I land. Um, yeah, so anyway. Probably faster. You don't have to rent a car. It probably is faster, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, I didn't do much for Thanksgiving. I had myself a little meal that I made for myself and watched some football and just took it easy for the most part. And that, that's good enough for me. <laughs> Having yeah. a day off, I'm cool with that uh, no matter where it is. So hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving full of awesome food and relatives and friends maybe. Um, maybe some of you guys are like me and you live a far away from family. Maybe you did your own little uh, Thanksgiving celebration with friends. And if you did, I hope it went great. Um, so yeah, no harm, no foul. I don't really get into Thanksgiving like... My mom no. called me on Thanksgiving, and she was, like, almost crying. She's like, why are you doing Thanksgiving by yourself? It makes me sad. I'm like, I'm fine. You know, it would make me sad being on a plane for $1,000 for five hours. <laughs> exactly. To then do it again in three weeks. Exactly. It's like, I got three football games today. I'm good. Yeah, I got some food. we did that with, like, I mean, we did, uh, you know, we both went back to the Bay Area when we first moved down here 18 years ago. Yeah. Hard uh, to believe, huh? To, uh, like, we drove up the first year, and it's 
was it sucked like it was i think we both took like eight some hours to get back it's a five hour drive more or less and yeah because my wife hours, who was then my girlfriend was still living up yeah. there for the first couple years I my family's here. up there so we went back and we're like nope not doing that not so doing we, that again so i flew back the next year <laughs> and that was worse yeah. it took longer yeah. uh, because of all the delays and waiting and, and everything flight itself 50 minutes yeah, but, but it's the, all the other stuff yeah but yeah. like so, so finally i'm like i called my mom I'm like i'm not coming back for thanksgiving anymore yeah, and she's like I'm that's good. fine we don't really do thanksgiving <laughs> i don't care just, some families just really show do up it for up. christmas for fine you know. yeah some families really do it up mine yeah, never we really never did. we never did ours was kind of like watch football and then just like have dinner or whatever it was yeah, my like dad three. watched college football all day and we like went to the kitchen and had some turkey or ham and everybody went back to their their corners yeah. basically <laughs> that's how it worked in my family too it wasn't a big deal so uh, again hope you guys had a great thanksgiving obviously christmas is coming up soon hanukkah i think did it just start um, like yesterday, I think. I don't know. But it's either happening or happening soon. Uh, what I don't even know. What are the dates for Kwanzaa? Is Kwanzaa even a real holiday? Yeah, <laughs> I often on, wonder if it actually Kwanzaa's is. Kwanzaa is a real holiday. Just Is uh, it just on Christmas Day? or is No, it, it's around that time. Okay. I, can't, I don't remember what the. Interesting. Uh, but tis the season, people. Hope you guys are already in the holiday spirit. Um, I'll say one thing. The games I had to play this week did not put me in the holiday spirit. I'm like, Where are you, Hanukkah? I was like playing games for Game Face, and I'm like, is this November? What, am I Han- playing? Hanukkah starts in December 19th. That's a, December that's 19th? Away. Oh, it's still a ways away. And Kwanzaa's on December 26th. I saw someone wish someone a happy, uh, not Kwanzaa. It was Hanukkah on social media, like mm. yesterday or the day before. And I was like, that seems a little early for Hanukkah. Mm. But you would know more than I would because it was someone who's Jewish. But I don't yeah, know. I was getting ahead of it, Unless maybe. my iPhone's lying to me, the first day is <laughs> December 19th. Which is more typical of when it usually Yeah, I mean, it moves happens. around because the calendar's different. But, like, yeah. it's usually roughly in the December range. And it's usually after November. So, so anyway, we do have actually a pretty good show for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about Need for Speed Unbound. Now, I have not had a chance to play it. Matt has. And we're going to talk about that right off the top of the show. Um, we're also going to do a two-year report card for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Matt, I did a lot of research for that topic. I went back and looked at the first two years of numerous consoles to see what their line, their software lineups were like after two years to compare to what we're getting right now. Um, also, before we get going, um, we're shooting Pactor Factor on Friday. It is the last round of 2022. So if you have any questions for Pactor that you want to get in before the year turns over, this will be your last chance. Now, our places to submit questions are not live yet. That will go up tomorrow, uh, but again, we're shooting on Friday, so keep an eye out for that. It'll be on sifted.net. It'll be at patreon.com sifted. It'll be on our Twitter account at uh, Sifted Games. Um, if you watch the show on YouTube, we'll put a, a post on our community tab for you to ask questions there uh, so everybody can get at us with questions. And again, it will be the last round of questions before the end of the year, so start thinking of those now. And again, look for that tomorrow. And with that, I think we're good to go. We have, what, two or three episodes left. So next week, it'll be, mm-hmm. like, December 6th, I think, will be Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Then we have the 13th. Yeah, it'll be three episodes left, I think. Three, mate. Well, okay, here's another thing we should actually mention, Matt, is that next week's show will not be on Tuesday, correct? Right. Next week's show is going to be on Wednesday, because Matt has an appointment that he cannot miss. Um, and he did not, there was no other time for him to schedule it. So we cannot do the show next Tuesday. It is going to happen next Wednesday instead. Does that work for you okay? Yeah, that should be fine. Okay. Um, and we'll have 
huge games in that episode by the way we're gonna have need for speed i'll have a chance how to have had a chance to play it we'll have callisto protocol we'll have marvel's midnight suns mm-hmm. and i think that's it but three big games in that episode next week so make sure you check it out again it's being pushed to wednesday because matt has an appointment that he cannot reschedule and with that i think we're finally ready to kick off episode 322 of game face and as i said we're going to kick things off with need for speed underground this game unbound is unbound yeah well it, that's Although a freudian slip i yeah. guess <laughs> because the way ea has positioned this game is that it is kind of the spiritual successor for need for speed underground mm-hmm. um, they're trying they're trying uh they just announced it what two months ago is that right yeah well, it was like gamescom around then yeah and here we are it's about to release now it's not released wide yet it comes out on friday for everybody yeah the, if you if the palace edition gives you three days early access or something and you have the palace edition yeah whatever that means and I, so he was able to actually download i'm not it. far enough in the game where they explain why they like the palace thing <laughs> is a thing i don't yeah uh but matt did buy that version and so he has been playing it since last night you spent a few hours with the game yeah um and we wanted to get our impression or at least his impressions to you guys before you have to decide whether you want to pull the trigger on friday now this isn't our usual discussion because both of us haven't played it, and it's probably going to be a little shorter because Matt hasn't played a ton of it, but we want to give you at least a vague idea of what the game is like before you have to decide whether you want to spend your hard-earned money, and everyone's money is hard-earned right now, um, on the game. So, Matt, first of all, I think the first question everyone wonders is, is it really like Need for Speed Underground? Because most people consider that like the best game in the Need for Speed franchise. Eh, I mean, I don't, but uh, I prefer the Hot Pursuit style, but like... I mean, they're they're making a head fake in that direction. Um, I don't think it feels as good as the uh, as the old ones did. Although I haven't played them in forever, so who knows? When you say feel, do you mean as far as driving, driving the cars? Yeah, driving the cars. How it can feel- they not get that right? Um, I mean, my <laughs> unprofessional opinion would be that it's still using the stupid Frostbite engine. Oh, I think it but is. Like, it is. It's still, yeah. the, the logo's still up, up front when yeah. you load it up. But I'm like, it, it, nothing feels good to control in the Frostbite engine. Um, it's just, it's, everything feels a little slippery, a little indistinct. I can't find a camera position that I like, you know, third person. I feel like I oversteer too much hood camera, which is usually my camera, like feels like I can't tell what direction I'm pointing sometimes because oh. the reflections on the hood make it kind of look, make it look like the car's not moving a little bit. Like you don't get quite get enough of the car. Interesting. In, in the, in the, in it. how are they screwing up fundamentals like this, Matt? I don't know. How I, mean, is that I don't even know possible? I don't know if they're screwing fundamentals up so much as I just, you know, I am used to how something like Forza or Gran Turismo plays and this plays very different and But Matt, Matt, Matt like, I think I can speak for myself and everyone else on the stream and everyone else watching the archive that we trust your opinion on whether mm-hmm. a racing game feels good or not. Like I don't think it's you, bro. Like mm-hmm. what I'm saying, like I think it's the game. Yeah, it's just it's it's just kind of like Blech. And like, there's a lot of tweaking you can do once the prologue is over. You get, you know, it starts with, um, it's again needlessly story heavy for a Need for Speed game. Um, is it, isn't any amount of story needlessly story I mean, heavy for much. Need for like, Speed? You don't need anything. You don't need anything beyond win, race, outrun cops. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, <laughs> but like this thing, it's it's set in a in a city called I think it's called Lakewood, which is basically like. A weird mix of Detroit, Chicago, and Los Angeles. Uh, um, <laughs> I, Los, yeah, An- Los that's Angeles. That's a weird mix. Los Angeles mainly because of um, how many freeways there are running oh, around. Okay. 
uh, and then Chicago because there's a river that runs through it and it's kind of you know and then uh, Detroit because it just has that sort of rundown it's been a car city for as long as anyone can remember sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and, and like there's a lot of industry on the outskirts um, and you basically you pick a, a, a car to restore and I pick the Lamborghini because why not because um, you would think it would be the fastest car. <laughs> it is. And you instantly get it like all restored and nice and super, super tuned up. And you and your friend Yaz, who both, you're both, it it's so weirdly specific in ways that don't matter. <laughs> it's like you and Yaz, because you create your own character, like mm-hmm. whatever you want, however you want them to look, however you want them to, to dress or whatever. You, know, mm-hmm. you got a lot of options there. Um you you and Yaz work at this place called uh, Riddell's, R- Riddell's Rides, which is owned by a guy named Riddell, mm-hmm. who took you both in because you're both foster kids. <laughs> and you went up through the system, man. <laughs> and, like, y- y- all you want to do is race. You- you've-, you've-, you've watched the racing scene forever, and, like, you, like, you know, you want to be part of that. So now you finally restored this car, and you're going to go to your first meetup, and you do. And you win. Now, meetup. What is a meetup? A meetup is like, you know, like when you've seen Fast and Furious where everybody goes to the same place and races. Okay. Um, and so you go to this meetup and they and you race and you presumably win. They pretty much let you win. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not really. It's very, I would imagine it's very hard to lose that first one. No one's trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think you outrun the cops or whatever. And then you're like, yeah, we did it. We're racers now. And like, oh, Adele's going to freak out if he finds out. And and like, there's a, the whole first part is like, like built to like set up like, oh, we have this great. Sounds setup. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sort of. Like we got this great setup <laughs> with this guy who like you know, his older racer guy who, who like takes care of us and like you right. know, trusts us. And then like instantly, Yaz starts being like, I gotta think about my future. I, I need I need more stuff. I can't just race my whole life. Like you haven't raced. You've made you've it's done one week. race. It's been one day. And like, so she instantly gets kind of like like weird and sketchy about shit. And like starts getting mad that that Riddell doesn't like, uh, like like instantly trust her with stuff like or, or like doesn't like pay her more or whatever. And it's like, and your character sort of like, uh, yeah, he, he was sort of our foster father, and like we get to work in a garage and learn all this stuff and go out racing, and he encourages us and all. Like, what's the problem? And I'm like, I, hey, yeah, that makes what. sense. And then you get back there, and because they keep talking about the old man and how Did the, the old, old man, man die. No, the old Tell man's the old like man 35. <laughs> He's a 35-year-old black man who is nowhere near old. He just doesn't race anymore because he owns a fucking business. And these kids are just like, oh, the old man's going to give us. That's what Gen Z thinks of us, Matt. Pretty much, yeah. There is a huge, huge how you doing fellow kids energy to this game like like it it so it reads like what someone in a boardroom thinks would be cool yeah and how kids talk and stuff and it's very funny and there's a very forced need for speed joke where he where Rydell goes kind of like yeah I understand when you feel that need for you know that that thing that intangible thing and they're like what what do we feel the need that goes on for like a half a minute I'm just like really we're just not gonna do that um and uh, it, and so like, but but anyway, you go out on your first big <clears throat> meet where you're gonna, yeah, the prize is like thirty. Is this 000. the old man right here, Matt? Yeah, that's the old man. <laughs> Ancient. He looks like he's like twenty five. 
Yeah, there he is. <laughs> he doesn't even have any gray hair yet. <laughs> I think actually in the final game he does have a little bit of salt and pepper in the beard. Oh, really? Uh, but yeah. Um, it's it's very weird. Hello, what do you want? Yep, we got our cat, the cat, cat running around here, Luna. So, um, <laughs> so basically you go out on your first, after a couple nights. So the way the game works is you come back to the garage and then you go out for the night and uh, or the day. And uh, during the day, it, you know, less high stakes stuff. You can drive around kind of freely, and there's usually what one, do you do then? You, you, there's a bunch of collect. So they've clearly cloned a bunch of Forza Horizon stuff. So mm. uh, this doesn't happen until you clear the prologue. But um, eventually, there's like billboards to smash, and um, are there barn finds? No, but there are bear <laughs> statues to oh. destroy. I don't know why. Um, there's like speed gates and you know yeah. timed things and things like that, drift challenges, etc. Um, uh, art, street art to find, which then gets incorporated into your decals and, and paint wrap things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and those all give you money. Like it's all about chasing money. The whole thing is that the goal chase. to reach a certain amount of cash. Not quite, but it's, the goal tends to be to get your car to a certain level, which requires okay. upgrades. So, uh, and you can't do that in the prologue. In the prologue, you can only do cosmetic stuff because mm-hmm. you're using this like high, super high end thing that you've restored with Yaz. And so you go to do your, your and, and the, the trick is like every time you do a, a meetup, every time you do an event, uh, you basically get a heat, a heat level from whatever that is. And after the heat builds, you know, to each degree, each level, the cops are more likely to come chase you. Um, and of course, if you drive by a cop while you're while you have a, a heat level, um, the cop will start to recognize who you are, and if you drive past them fast enough, they won't chase you. Just like the real cops, they, they won't chase. They you? won't because you get out of their sight. <laughs> right. So it's like if you pass them at like 120, they you, they like, won't whatever. chase you because they don't recognize you as the wanted suspect. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's not how it works in LA. No. Just so you know, I don't. That doesn't work here. I don't think this game is striving for realism. Not yet. especially. <laughs> Um, but but anyway, like so so oh, so the idea, and then at night, what you do in the day carries over. So the idea is you can get some money and do some stuff during the day, but you gotta be ready to carry that heat over into the into the nighttime. Which, when you say be ready, what does that entail? It just means that the heat's gonna carry they're over. Gonna be so looking you're gonna for you. Yeah. So they're, you're, they're, as the heat goes up, just like the old games, they will send more and more dangerous units and faster units after you. And if you've got like a high low, a high heat level when you're trying to do high stakes events at night, they'll interfere. Oh, you know, So like you can run into cops and stuff during the races, and if they start, you know, becoming a problem for you, you could lose a lot of money, or lose out on the opportunity to win a lot of money because the cops are getting in the way. So you got to decide what kind of, and if the cops catch you, you lose all the money you've gotten that day, that night. Just that day, or just that, that night. night. Okay. Just, it's just in that that time you've gone out. So mm-hmm. everything you win goes in sort of a bank, and you don't get to keep it until you come back to the a garage the at the end and, and say your day is over. Okay. Um, so if the cops catch you, you lose all the money you've won so far that night. By the way, one note to people who are watching the view roll and are like, "Wow, that game looks pretty good." This is next gen only. This game is PlayStation Five, mm. Xbox Series, and PC. There is no last gen version of this. So, and that is you know under. I mean, it does look it a little bit like the, the, it looks the effects are cool. Um, the cars do look good. The, uh, the load the, time is instant. 
great. Like, there is almost zero load time That's on great. Xbox Series X. It is faster than you can like. It's the load time is faster than most of like the over the load screen uh, dialogue scenes. Wow. I would also say too that um, it's good that finally we're getting games like this mm-hmm. <laughs> that are only made for. The new gen consoles, finally, this is starting to happen, and we're going to get into two-year report cards for PS5 and Xbox Series here in a minute, but it's taken a long time for this to start happening, is mm. what I was getting at. That Finally, we're starting to get third-party games that are just for the new consoles instead of the old ones. Um, and you can see the difference. I mean, you can tell this game was made just for next gen. I can. It looks better than pretty much any racing game I've seen, except for maybe... Forza Horizon, mm-hmm. which it does seem to be cribbing a lot of stuff from. Yeah. But what you got to realize, Matt, is that if you're a PlayStation owner, there is no Forza Horizon. Yeah, that's true. So for people who only own Playstations, they're looking at this game as like, could this be our Forza Horizon? Well, by default, it will have to be. It will have to be. But um, I think they're wondering, is the quality no, the same? It's not. Um, there's a, they're they're trying, but I don't think it quite gets there. Uh, the the so you go to your fi- your first big race thing, and while you're doing the, they introduce like crimes you can do basically. You can commit crimes. Yeah, so like you can like deliver cars to people. You can like pick up hot vehicles and take them to like the drop off point and stuff for extra money, which also raises your heat. Um, so that's other activities you can do. Um, rescuing uh, other racers from. Um, uh, like there, are, you know, like, oh, the cops are on me. Come pick me up, and you take them to a safe house or whatever. Uh, and sometimes that'll give you a new safe house you can go to instead of uh, Redell's garage. So that could get you help you save some money later. Now, what advantages are there to having multiple save? It means you can go house. to that safe house and it counts as though you went back to the garage and got all your money banked. So you can you can bank your money there. Yeah. Okay. I, well, you can end the night there. Is there are there are you like um, adding furniture to your? No, safe house you're, or doing, you're buying development there. No, not so far. Okay, anyway. you're just you're just. It's just a way to to make sure you don't get nailed. You, so so you don't have to cross the whole city to save your money with your cash. Got you. Uh, also, I think you can do that. You can do a bank kind of move with the gas stations, but I haven't done that yet. Okay. They, they, the, the 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 tutorial stuff pops up so much and so fast that at a certain point, I've just decided to start driving and ignoring it. Um, now, are and there then once you tweaks to the cars that improve their performance, or are they are there are eventually. Okay. So, so because what happens is you, um, you you go to this big race, and Yaz is talking about this big score with this guy she went she was in foster care with who just called her up out of nowhere. Now that they're racing in the you know publicly racing um, with a vanity plate, that doesn't seem too smart. <laughs> yeah. But um, the but of course they have vanity plate. And so you, so after the big race, you go and do this like car delivery thing for this guy, and of course it turns out that the whole thing was a trick to get you away from the garage so th- th- her friends can steal all the cars out of the garage because oh. Riddell works on racing racers and like he's like the the go to guy for tuning and re- and he steal they steal all the cars and Yaz turns out to be have been on in on it the whole time and steals your car oh jeez and you're basically left with nothing and so, so then it's a rags to riches story yes and then it goes two years later oh on a day when everyone is conveniently wearing the same clothing they were on the night of the heist <laughs> not sure how that works 
But uh, basically, you, you weren't you're, supposed to notice that. And you're that. driving like an <laughs> you're doing like basically Uber now. You're yeah. like picking people up and and then you, one of them like is this weird rich girl who's like, oh, I'm going to this like race meetup, and they're like, yeah, hasn't been car racing in Lake Lake Town in in two years, <laughs> and like and, and like you go and like there's a, and that Gaz is organizing this huge like new race thing, and you're like with you, it still has your car, and you're like, what is going on? So like the so the new girl. Yeah. Afterwards, you go back to the Riddell's uh, uh, garage, and she's like, "I got money, and you guys clearly have a vengeance go- thing going on. I'll fund you. You win the race, and let's see what that what happens." Okay. And so that's kind of the that's the way a setup the, for the, the, setup of the game. Got and it. that's when you buy your first actual Real car, car, which is like the B. You know, they use the same tiering system, sort of as Forza. There's a B, A, A plus S kind of thing. Um, and so I I bought a Mitsubishi Eclipse, which seemed to be the the most be, the best all around because I wasn't gonna buy a beetle. Well, one thing that's different about this racing. game is that you're probably never gonna go off road, right? Oh, there is off road. Oh, there is off road. Yeah, drifting in this. and there's some off road stuff. Wow, there, there is off road tuning if you want to oh, use it. Okay. Um, so that's when all the all the upgrade parts opens up. And one gotcha. of the things that's interesting about this that I don't think works quite as well as I thought it would when I first saw it introduced in the game. So the thing that Yaz is is um, setting up is. Um, is called like the Lake the Lakewood Grand or something, and it's a four four event race series. Mm-hmm. And the rule in this city is that the big events take place on Saturdays, Saturday night. So the lake the, the Lakewood Grand events are all Saturday nights, and each one to enter you have to have a car of a certain quality, like like performance quality. So your timer is you start on Sunday morning. And you have until Saturday to get your car up to the snuff required to enter that Lakewood event. And that's an interesting thing because you got to incrementally up. You know, you're talking about like you don't have a lot of money at the beginning. So you're talking about winning a few thousand dollars at the, in, during the day and in the first night. Like, OK, I'll, I'll upgrade the muffler. Right. And I'll upgrade. The I'll air get five intake. horsepower. Yeah, I, I get you're slowly working your way up to that A rank. And then you want more time to get up higher in the A rank because you don't want to be a low A rank car racing against high A rank cars because there is, you know, a window in there. Um, and that's an interesting thing to do. But at the same time. It does mean that the game is sort of trying to like nudge you along by keeping you up, upgrade, you know, racing against continually upgrading other racers. And sometimes I've, I'm like, I've spent down to my last hundred bucks and I can't keep up with half the people in the grid. Really? Even though it's a race in my bracket and I should be able to do And it's just sort of annoying. And there's a, it has that sort of need for speed thing that they've had sometimes where like, there's oncoming traffic and there's you know there's civilian cars around and sometimes it just feels like you're magnetized to them. Like oh. it's, it's like it's like they're throwing traffic in your way as though it's it's you know and they swerve at you instead of away. A little bit. There's yeah. a little bit of that. There's or a little drift bit. towards you. And there's no the and like there's no real way you know it, it makes you miss the Forza rewind. Oh, uh, there's no rewind in this. Especially because I will say the other racers can crash and they flip and they do they screw up and it's not like horrible rubber banding unless somebody gets way out ahead and there's just nothing in your like this you're never catching that guy yeah. in, in, on that freeway like, you're you're almost certainly not going to make it but like for the most part it does feel like they are you know fallible mm-hmm. um, but uh, there are some times where you're just like that guy is going 20 miles an hour faster than me and there's I'm no way never I can catch get him. there yeah and um, now do you need to win the races though no they don't seem to really expect you to win everything you can you you make some money un- unless you really come in last and you can actually bet against your other the other racers in the race oh. so if you think you're just gonna beat another racer 
If you're if you're like, I don't know if I can come in first in this, but I guarantee you I can beat that guy, and, mm-hmm. you, and you bet against him and get an extra three hundred bucks at the end of the race for winning. Now, do you have a, a lot of information to help you make that decision? No, there's just a thing where it's, it predicts what place it thinks you're going to come in oh, based on the power of your car. The game itself, yeah, does. It, okay. it does like a grid at the beginning, and like you can choose someone to bet against. Okay, and it'll always say like, this is who's expected to win the race. You're expected to come in like fourth, and. You, that seems to be based on the power of your car, not on the performance of your driving in the past. Okay. Because I've won a lot of these things, and it still thinks I'm coming in fifth. Huh. You know? And I've never, I've never not beaten the grid prediction, but I have come in fourth and fourth and fifth a couple times, and that is unusual for me in a racing game. Yeah, usually racing um, games, at least in the early going, like I'm just getting first place on every race. But I think a lot of games are set up that way mm-hmm. to this make is, it easy. This is set up to they're you're, they're trying to establish who the, the all the all the other racers you're up against. The computer racers all have personalities and backstories you can look at if you so care. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do drive like it, and they talk to you when you know, like they they have like some of them are better sports, and like will be like be like I don't mind losing and a you you're a great racer and some of them are just like ah, it was a cheap move and i go mm-hmm. and like you can tell who is who just um, based on those. just by based on the on the comments um which is pretty cool yeah um game looks really good there's a lot of cool ideas in there it just doesn't i does i don't think it feels tremendously great to drive in this like it i don't do the thing like in forza where i just drive around and enjoy driving yeah around. I always feel I'm. A, it, it it also it expects you to drift around almost every corner, and I'm. A, it when does, you say expect, what do you mean? As in, like you got to do the tap the brake and do the fucking drift thing around the corner. Um, if you expect to keep up with anybody, you oh, can just gotcha. make the turn like a normal human being would in a car. But they'll in a leave street you behind. race. But they'll somehow go faster while drifting uh-huh. because that's how that's video games game think drift, That's what video games think drifting does. They think drifting makes you Which go faster. Which is just nonsense. No, you will always go faster if you make if a you're smart not racing sliding. line. If you, <laughs> yeah, if you if you keep traction with the road, yeah. you will go faster than someone who isn't keeping traction with the road. Yeah. Um, and so there's, and then of course there's the nitro system. So you have the normal nitro thing where you, you know, you oncoming lane, whatever, you know, various things you do. It'll build up the nitrous, and you can hold the button and you go fast for a while. But there's also boost nitro, where as you're dri- you're drafting other racers, or you're drifting, or you make a good grip turn, which is what they call it when you don't drift when you make a turn. Uh-huh. The little bar, see, you'll see the little uh, nitro bar there. So the out the outward nitro there is the green meter, or the blue meter rather, mm-hmm. and the inner that's the main nitro, and that goes up by like oncoming cars and near misses and stuff. The the yellow one on the inside, you'll see the yellow one going up there. Yep. That's the boost nitrous. So you get that by doing short term stuff like passing guys, near misses, drafting, uh, good turns, etc. And a boost nitrous goes away over time. It basically has a combo. You have a window, to and so use you have a window it. to use it. It's not as powerful as the normal nitrous, but it gives you a little boost, and it can go up to three three levels. So part of surviving a race and doing well in a race is knowing how to pull those maneuvers and when to boost nitrous to get yourself around the other cars basically hmm. so like um, between that and like the time mechanics there's actually some concepts in here yeah there, are... there's some interesting ideas in here yeah um i i think if they were if they were using a more um like an engine that felt better to control. I mean, I don't know what the deal is. How did the they fr- screw that up? I don't get it. I don't know if they screwed it up so much as that's just what Frost, Frostbite 2 feels like. Man. Like, it just, it just, I never <laughs> quite feel shame. like I'm in control. Huh. And no matter what I do with the, tw- you can tweak 
the handling and the grip and the slide and the downforce and like you can there's a lot of stuff you can mess with just in terms of how the car is handling this and i cannot find a setup that i feel confident fully confident Matt, that's with. a rabbit hole like any any time a game is like okay well you may not like how it handles out of the box but here's all these you mm-hmm. start fiddling around with those things it's literally a rabbit hole that you go down yeah. and like you almost will never find the good spot. Yeah, I haven't found it with the Eclipse. And I don't know about other cars because I haven't made enough money to got buy another car yet. Yeah. Um, I did do a thing that seemed to indicate that I'd want a car, but it's not in my inventory, even though my inventory says I have a new car. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be that might might be gate locked by like some story thing right. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Clearly, I'm not supposed to have another car yet. How do you like how they've integrated the kind of almost anime art into it uh, it doesn't on- look as off-putting as i thought it no might. Well, to be honest like i play in first like hood cam so i never see oh, you don't even see it yeah no. i never I thought see, about that i see a little bit of it on like the opponent cars but yeah. for the most part no um isn't the, there the, a mechanic tied into the the art mm, no there's like a fast start thing but that's also on the um the tachometer okay like if you look at the it's not there right now, but uh, if you look at it when you're starting a race, you see the white on the outside of the tachometer there? Yeah. There'll be a little green section. And it's different for every car, to their credit. Like, like, and that's true. Cars have different sweet spots for yeah. that. So, but, and if, so if you can have your rev in that sweet spot, the green section, when the timer you know, counts from one to go, you get a little boost at the mm-hmm. beginning. And I'll, be, I'll, say, I'll say this. Much like Mario Kart, if you don't get that boost, forget it. Like yeah. sometimes that is you have to do that to be competitive in that race, especially the shorter races. Even that early yeah. in the game. The other weird wow. thing, the other thing they did, which I think is, and again, if you come in fourth, it doesn't really matter. You still made some money. It's not the end of the world. But again, at a certain point, you're on a clock. Yeah. Against the the events on Saturdays. Um, the other thing that's interesting is like, okay, well, if you don't have the rewind and you screw up and something goes weird, or you hit hit oncoming traffic that felt cheap to you or whatever. What do you usually do in a game like this? You restart. Yeah. Re- retry the race. Yeah. In this game, you only get four retries a day. What? So if you read, you get four little retry dots that refresh whenever you end the day. But if you have four retries, period. So use, use them wisely. Use them wisely. <laughs> Again, use, use, them on, is... use them on the one where you spent $6,000 on an entry fee and you stand to win 30000 That's basically the rule there. That is something that's a little different than other racing games, though. It does seem like they're trying to find some new angles, at least, yeah. for this. Whether yeah. they work or not is a different story, but... Yeah, and it's just, you know, it, I mean, I, don't, I think the art style works for the most part. Like, people, people are just like, oh, is it, it's weird that, like, the world and the cars look realistic, but the people don't. Like, you don't really notice it. Yeah, I think it works. The, light, the, lighting, the lighting integrates them properly. Agreed. I yeah, think. I and think then, that you're right. I think that's what it is. And then the cutscenes with them, like, I don't care about the story, but they are very expressive. Mm-hmm. People, you know, the people in the cut are very expressive. I just don't care what they're talking about. <laughs> um, it's all very well presented in that regard. Um, yeah, I think the game overall looks good, for yeah. sure. Both technically and artistically. It's also, I mean, this is the longest between Need for Speed games since the first one and the second one. Really? Three years. Well, it, there, there was a period from, I think, 2002 to 2013 where there was a Need for Speed game at least one every year. Do you think it shows that they took the extra time with this one? It doesn't sound eh. like it. <laughs> I mean, it's different in some ways. Like they're trying to create something here. They're trying, you know, clearly Forza Horizon is is sort of top of, of mind. Mm-hmm. And there's and you can see 
the aspect of like the home base aspect, yep. the the recurring characters thing. I mean, there's no festival here. It's all, you know, it's all sort of the standard how you do in fellow kids. Like, and everybody talks like they think they're the best in the world. It's so it's just it's all very one note. Everyone is just like, I'm not gonna be the best racer in the world. And, da, da, da. and no, I'm like, gonna okay. be the best racer in the world. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't dude. all be the best racer. No. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> it's 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 not. Um, yeah. It's not compelling. Yeah. And there's some Fast and Furious reference, you know, like Liddell's stuff, Riddell's stuff is very, uh, you know, you know this, this, this isn't just a garage, it's family. Mm-hmm. And so, and then the one girl's like, oh, you know, Yaz is like, fool, well, what I've heard that before. And, mm-hmm. and then, well, they're foster kids. And then so. your character's like, well, yeah, but he is our family because he, like, raised us. Yeah. And, like, it's, <laughs> It's uh, it's weird. It's, look at the body kits. How dramatic! Some, oh, some of, of the, the high end body kits like change the, the look of the car, and the body kits do come with sort of some some preset tuning that does make them fat. Like when you in the in the prologue, you have to buy the high end body kit for the car you you chose to, mm-hmm. for the final race, and it handles very differently. Really, like you can't really you can't really tune them. You can only like change the wheels, basically, uh-huh. at least on the Countach. But like, it definitely felt different. Um. Yeah, I don't know. How much is this game? Is this it's a seventy dollar game? It's yeah. seventy bucks. Yeah. Damn. It's next gen. So EA has also jacked up the price for its non sports games. I think it is seventy. Yeah. Huh. And then it's like ten bucks more for the the Palace Edition. Yeah. Which just comes with like some extra stuff. It's probably maybe a little too early for you to say whether people should buy it or not. No, I mean, it's it, it's. It's hard to say. Like it, it really depends how you feel about how it feels, mm-hmm. and you, and know, you don't I, won't know you won't know that until you play it. Unfortunately. No, but I mean there is the tr- there's a trial on EA Play if you have Game Pass like Ultimate. There's like a ten hour trial. You when does try. that go up? That's I think that's already up. I checked Game Pass yesterday. I didn't see it because you have to go through the EA Play thing. It's it's a weird. It's a you have to activate it on EA Play or something. Oh, uh, okay, interesting. It's different. I did that once for another EA thing, and it was not as straightforward. Well, it sounds like you um, highly recommend people do that. I would definitely try it first. Yeah. Uh, Vincent says it went up today. Oh, okay. Because um, this thing didn't actually go live for early access until 11 p.m. Pacific last night. Yeah. Which is much it's the middle of the night, normal. East Coast, huh? Yeah. It, normally, that's 9 p.m. here. Yeah. I don't know what EA's problem is. Yeah, it's a little odd. I'm a, I'm a little irritated that I had to stay up to 2 in the morning playing this. <laughs> um, but it is great that people can give this a try before yeah, they... Yeah, I would definitely give it a try. Because if you do like... If you're, if you're not bothered by how it controls and sort of the... The way like some of the races feel like they're really stacked against you, um, like I think you'll find a lot to like here because there is tons of collectibles. There's tons of open world stuff to do. There's a lot of different cars. So there's no Audis, which I thought was disappointing. That's weird. Um, I wonder why. Unless they're just not unlocked yet. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a it felt actually felt like it feels like kind of a limited car selection, but maybe that opens up later. I don't know. Um, but there's a bunch of cars I can't buy yet because they're all super high end. So I don't yeah. know. Um, it's uh, you know, uh, I don't I don't know what to say about the music. It's it's much more recent hip hop. Someone asked in the chat actually what you thought of the music. I have no interest in the. I mean, it's, it's very recent hip hop and it's, it's hip hop uh, mostly. And uh, I, if there's EDM, I haven't found it. The radio stuff is actually weirdly sparse. Like I find I find it mm. to not. A lot of times, if I'm if I'm playing a game in like open world, I'll, I'll have to turn the radio off or turn the soundtrack off or whatever. Listen to my own stuff. And in this, I'm kind of like struck by how quiet hmm. it is. Like, it, like unless I just turned the radio off by accident, hitting D-pad or something. I don't right. Know. But it's also like, it's um, it's got a it's a it's a style of hip hop that I'm not super into. It's like 
yeah, I'm more of an old school kind of West Coast gangster. You know, I, I like Dre and Snoop and mm-hmm. Biggie and all that. I like all that old stuff. This is more that modern sort of like da 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 like that thing. And I was like like the machine gun fire. And I don't really like that. Also, I really don't like it when I'm driving because I'm like all I can do is listen to the fucking work. Like my my ear wants to listen to the lyrics. Is like while I don't like that kind of style, I do think the wordplay is very interesting and very creative. And yeah. like I start listening to the words, and I'm not paying attention to the road, and that's how I hit a fucking. Maybe civic. that's your problem with the driving. Model. Well, no, I turn the music off after a while. <laughs> I'm kidding, but uh, so yeah, I guess so we would recommend soundtrack does not. I don't care. Yeah, so I guess we would just recommend like go on Game Pass and download it. Yeah, I but mean, if you're a PlayStation owner, obviously that's not going to work. No, try, try it first if you can. Um, what about the PlayStation folks? How which way are you leaning right now for them? I don't know. Like, like I feel like if you've played other recent Need for Speeds, if you if you're ready for this to be like a B minus kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. if in terms of like handling, even though it's got way bigger ambitions than that, yeah. Um, Especially in the face of other, you know, if you're not if you're not done with God of War, why would you move on to this? Yeah, well, you've got certainly two completely different games. You've got Callisto Protocol and Marvel Midnight Suns on deck, but there's Uh, only one wallet. (laughs) Yeah, the point. But it's hard. But that's what I mean. Is it's hard to with all these heavy hitters around. It's kind of hard to be like, hey, they they did okay this time. It sounds like in a normal November, you would probably say no. Probably, yeah. Because this November, again, we're going to talk about a couple games here on the show that I normally in November would not be discussing. Um, so there is a little oh, yeah, bit EA of a EA Access is on PlayStation. So you could, oh, it is? If you have that, on, you could do that on PlayStation. Too. But you have to subscribe, whereas yeah. it's free if you're on Game Pass, right? Well, you're already subscribing on Game Pass. It's, it's the high-end Game Pass subscription. Yeah, Ultimate, right? Yeah. But then on PlayStation, you have to pay the extra money to subscribe to EA Play, right? You can't try it for free. It's not included with PlayStation Plus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's all very confusing. (laughs) It really does get confusing. Um, Like, what do I... And you got access to this because you pre-ordered it. How much do I have to pay to try something for free? Exactly. (laughs) I mean, Um, we should just be able to try it for free, period, but doesn't work with everything it's uh it's yeah one of the things that strikes me about just this amount of this amount of time i played the game is like how some of it is sort of what i expected and some of it is 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 very different and how a lot of it doesn't really seem to gel with itself and one of the i think one of the biggest problems need for speed has is no you can never quite tell what you're gonna get when with each installment like they the need to figure out what it's gonna the be place. and stick with like to is it, it yeah. like you know hip-hop street level like cool people doing racing stuff or is it like a fast and the furious ripoff with heist things or is it like just straight like cops versus racers like or is it just a game that's set entirely at night yeah or that like (laughs) it's you know and for me i think kind of the high high hot pursuit most wanted sort of you know just the general cops versus i think emphasizing the point-to-point races and the the then the cop the cop chases are sort of where the the this series sh- has shined the best over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some people say underground. Uh, underground to me, part of the thing was like underground was a time of you know sort of like how the early Fast and the Furious were. It capt and and for whatever reason, underground and underground two capture that culture pretty legitimately. Yeah. And this feels like a focus-tested, marketed product. Well, I noticed in, in a way um, that under, underground just didn't. Well, I noticed there's a couple scenes there where they show takeovers in intersections. 
mm-hmm. where they just drift in intersections. That is a huge thing here. In fact, the intersection oh, yeah. that's 50 feet down from where we live is one of the most popular intersections for that in all of Los Angeles mm-hmm. because it's a block off the 405. So when the cops right show up, on the freeway. they roll onto the yeah. 405 and they get away. And the first time it happened, we were like, oh, that's really cool. And like we stood and watched it and took video of it. <laughs> the 50th and time. It, like the so third time. <laughs> I was like, this is insane. Because it just, the cops don't show up. It goes on forever and ever. And now people are starting to die at these things in LA. Mm-hmm. There's been like eight deaths in the last two months at these intersection takeovers. Um, but you're right. You can see where now they're trying to tap into what the motorhead culture is doing now which is taking over intersections drifting in and intersections mm-hmm. like it seems to be the thing now and you see it in this game so yeah it, again it does appear like they're trying to make this the new version of need for speed underground that taps into the cultural side of street racing and not just the nuts and bolts of it so to speak yeah i haven't we haven't done a takeover in in the game so far although there have been drift meetups so yeah. like there, there's very there's variance in 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 it's not just street racing there is some off-road stuff there is some drift focused stuff where you get points for drifting and that kind of thing yeah um and it is do you regret paying for it do you regret paying you said you paid bit. 70 bucks right yeah. a little bit like you actually paid did you pay 80 for it yeah because i got the palace you got the, the early access version yeah um, a little bit. I don't. I mean, eighty bucks—that's a lot for a game, man. Yeah. I mean, I'll probably go back to it later when yeah. I get bored and just want to do something where I can drive around and not pay attention too much. It'll probably end up being a good pos- podcast game. It will. Yeah. It will. Um, but so did Sonic Frontiers. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you can now buy for like thirty dollars, by the way. Yeah. A lot of a lot of that dropped. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and and like also, of course, you know. Part of the the way that culture has shifted racing wise is like it's there's still love of the cars, but it's also like very much very self-aggrandizing mm-hmm. in a trash talky sort of like. And part of the issue with this is like everyone in this game is an asshole, <laughs> like <laughs> to each other, just in general. Yeah. Uh, there's a weird side story about a corrupt mayor oh. who's like. Like, her whole platform, because she's running in the prologue, and she wins, and two years later, she's running she's, for re-election. Oh. And her whole thing has been, her whole mayoral platform has been, get like, upgrading the cops to handle street, street racers. racers. Oh. And it's just so like... So she's the, the bad guy. Yeah. But it's also like, what city in America, this is the biggest problem you have. Like, right. there's, there's a lot, there's a little other, it feels a little weird uh-huh. in that regard. Um and uh and there's like some you know the cop dialogue is funny there's some things where it's like it's like we got street racers down here tearing up the street i'm like well what what else would we be tearing up exactly <laughs> they're street racers tearing up the sky <laughs> like what are you doing um it's just it i don't know it feels uh, as as peter griffin might say it insists upon itself lois well i think we're getting to the point with our age where most games like this aren't targeted at us no but i also and we're I like would, the I old would, people in the lawn i would love like, to know what a 20 something thinks of this yeah. game. Like, there's no way this doesn't feel like steve buscemi trying to relate to them yeah you know it's yeah. like it's even they will say this is mrs demarcus no saying. it like i said it feels like it feels like it was concocted in a boardroom not by people who know the culture. It feels like research was done, but life was not lived. Interesting. Um, and that's fine for a documentary, but not for something that you're trying to immerse somebody into a world on. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I don't have access to the market research, but I feel if you just did, like, a straight-up, like, burnout-style thing where it was just, like, 
Here's the cars, here's the racing, here's the cops, here's the crashing, here's some light dialogue elements. Go. I think you'd, you'd do better. And I think we might get that. There's already rumors swirling about another burnout coming in blah, blah, blah. So that would be nice. We're starting to hear it. Because, like, burnout, for all Need for Speed has tried to do, they have never topped Burnout 3. Agreed. I agree. I also really like Burnout 2. I think Burnout 2 is great. I think Burnout 2 is great. I think Burnout 4 is good. Yeah. Um, I Burnout 3, I think, is the pinnacle of, of that series. And I just, nothing, sent, I mean, like, maybe I would rank the original Hot Pursuit above Burnout 3, but, like, I don't think anything Need for Speed or Criterion have made since Burnout 3 have topped Burnout 3. Yeah. So and I don't know why there. they won't remaster that. Yeah. They'll do four, but they won't do three. That is weird. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. That's Need for Speed Unbound. We will touch on this game again next week once I get a chance to play it. Only if, after I play it, I feel like my impressions of it are different than Matt's. And only if there's a conversation to be had around it. But chances are, we'll probably touch on it at least a little bit in next week's episode. And again, don't forget... It's on Wednesday instead of Tuesday next week. Uh, All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. You may not have realized it, but here over the last couple weeks, both of those consoles turned two years old. Two years old. You may, if you own one, you may be thinking to yourself, two years, what games have I got in those two years? And that's a little experiment that I took the time to do the research for. And I went back and looked at, and I, you know, Matt and I always say, you know, there were so many more games being released back in the day. Like things are so different now. We don't get as many games. And all I can say is after all the research that I've done for this topic, we are 1000% right. It is insane how many more games used to be released for consoles than now. So I went all the way back. And this is important because it sets the stage for what we're going to discuss with PS5 and Xbox Series. So I went all the way back to the N64 era where the 3D 3D game started. Everyone thinks the N64 had no software. You're always waiting for games to come out. Not enough exclusives, blah, blah, blah. Well, listen to the exclusives that came out for that console in the first two years, Matt. Super Mario 64, Wave Race 64, Pilot Wing 64, Turok Dinosaur Hunter, Killer Instinct Gold, Cruising USA, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire, Mario Kart 64, Blast Core, Star Fox 64, GoldenEye 007, Diddy Kong Racing, Yoshi Story, 1080 Snowboarding. All in the first two years of the N64. Mm-hmm. PlayStation, Ace and Combat. Pretty cl- if you extend by a couple months, you get Zelda. Right. PlayStation, Ace Combat, Wipeout, Twisted Metal, Warhawk, Ridge Racer, Suikoden, Resident Evil, Cool Borders, Crash Bandicoot, Tomb Raider, Parappa the Rapper, Wild Arms, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy Tactics, Saga Frontier, Road Rage, Crash Bandicoot, Resident Evil 2. Tomb Raider was on Saturn. Okay. I'll give you that one. <laughs> Still. Nobody, it wasn't any good on Saturn, but it was on Saturn. GameCube. Another console. People say, weren't enough exclusives. Weren't a lot of exclusives for that. Luigi's Mansion. Wave Race Bluestorm. Pikmin. Rogue Squadron 2. Super Smash Brothers Melee. Animal Crossing. NBA Courtside. An exclusive. Console exclusive. Eternal Darkness. Super Mario Sunshine. Star Fox Adventures. Mario Party 4. Metroid Prime. Zelda Wind Waker. PlayStation 2. Dynasty Warriors 2, Dead or Alive 2. I, I can go on and on. PlayStation. Now let's get to the PlayStation 4. And this is where you start to see it changing. First two years of PlayStation 4. Rezo Gun, Killzone Shadowfall, Infamous Second Son, Flower. Probably shouldn't even included that. The Order, 18, 1886, Little Big Planet 3, Bloodborne, Until Dawn, Dragon Quest Heroes. Xbox One, first two years. Crimson Dragon, Dead Rising 3, Forza Motorsport 5, Connect Sports Rivals, D4. Forza Horizon 2, Forza, Forza Motorsport 6, Halo 5, hmm. Switch, 
Switch was... It's crazy. The Switch is almost like the N64 and PlayStation. It had a ton of games in its first two years. 1-2 Switch, Breath of the Wild, Lego City Undercover, ARMS, Splatoon 2, Mario Plus Rabbids, Fire Emblem Warriors, Super Mario Odyssey, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Kirby Star Allies, Nintendo Labo, Mario Tennis Aces, Super Mario Party, Pokemon Let's Go, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Yoshi's Crafted World, all in the first two years. Now, we'll get to the PS5 and the Xbox Series. Here's the first two years of the PlayStation 5, Matt. Astro's Playroom. Pack-in free. I'm, I'm including it anyway because it yeah. needs it. So is Resogun. Right. Demon's Souls Remake. Sackboy A Big Adventure. Miles Morales. Destruction All-Stars. Returnal. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Horizon Forbidden West. Gran Turismo 7. And God of War Ragnarok. Xbox Series. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Psychonauts 2. Forza Horizon 5. Halo Infinite. Crossfire X, Grounded, As Dusk Falls, and Pentiment. Now, you can clearly see, if you look at my, and I'll flip to my camera here. Those are split up by platform. So you can see the big paragraphs are at the top, which are the old consoles. And as we go down, they get smaller and smaller because we're getting less and less video game releases every year. You sure wrote a lot of Forza in that Xbox One exactly. section. Exactly. I mean, that's been Microsoft's problem for two generations now. It hasn't changed. Let's let's look at those and Xbox. And it won't change until next year. Yeah. Let's look at those series, those Xbox Series games again. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Psychonauts 2, a game that was in development for four years beforehand. Forza Horizon 5, sound mm. like old times. Halo Infinite, sound like old times. Mm. It's the same crap that was happening with the Xbox One. And to a lesser extent, the end of the Xbox 360 era. Let's talk about the hardware now that we've had these, these machines for two years. Let's, let's talk PlayStation first. PlayStation 5 first. Um, I will just say this. As time has gone on, I have become increasingly angry over the small size of the hard drive on my PlayStation 5. Mm. It drives me bonkers. And I would guess... It that is not adequate. It's inadequate. It, for, it is completely inadequate. I'm sure right now a I'll lot of say it, this it loses them sales because I buy stuff on Xbox specifically because I know I'm not going to have to clear space yeah. for it. I'm guarantee you there are people watching this show right now, either on the stream or on the archive, who have a PS5 who are now shopping Matt as one of their big gifts for Christmas to be a hard drive expansion hmm. to their PlayStation 5. And by the way, we'll talk about Black Friday here in a little bit, but. Black, there were some Black Friday kind of deals on that stuff. Still, like, one terabyte, 150, two terabytes, still, like, $300. You're basically paying the price of a Switch to expand the hard drive space in your PlayStation 5. That's crazy. Yeah. SSD prices are crazy. They are still crazy. Yep. It's hard to believe they haven't come down more than they have. It's I been mean, two years now. I mean, the manufacturing, I mean, the manufacturing process just doesn't really get cheaper for those i guess not so they're not going to come down yeah certainly not at the rate that like standard you know standard disk drives did yep uh let's talk about performance the hardware performance where's the ray tracing matt it's around around where well we're gonna have to wait for games to actually come out to use it on the xbox it is on playstation fairly often which games miles morales miles has it uh gran turismo used it i think you're right um I think that might be it. There's a couple. Of, I, I, there's a couple that were added later um, in updates that weren't there at launch. 
Um, I don't, you know, you know, to be honest, it doesn't matter that much to me, so I don't really keep track of it. Yeah. I think there's supposed to be ray tracing on the Witcher 3 next-gen upgrade, but that might only be for PC. Yeah. Well, the, my point is, there aren't many. No. And that was the big sticker on the box. That was the big catchphrase that they used to get us hooked into buying these machines. And it's basically non-existent, as you're, you pointed well, out. What, it's certainly what uh, PlayStation 5 leaned on. Yeah. And where is it? It's hardly being used at all. And when it does, it tends to bog down the frame rates a lot. Yeah, so, but that's also what ray tracing does. Like, I said that when they first started talking about that. I'm like, people who are going on and on about ray tracing being the next big thing do not seem to understand how expensive ray tracing is in terms of performance. Yeah. Like, it's a miracle that Insomniac got even the, as much ray tracing as they did running on that kind of halfway performance mode on Miles Morales. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, that's ridiculous. It's, it just doesn't appear like it's going to happen that often. Like, we just, there's Need for Speed. Did you see it in Need for Speed? It's going to no. be, not really. There's going to be stuff that, like, here's the thing Unreal Engine 5 stuff will use it. Yeah. Because Unreal Engine 5 is built for that. But right. we're not seeing Unreal Engine 5 games yet. They're just starting. I've to. said for a long time that these consoles launched a year early. Yeah. Um, they weren't ready for it yet. They weren't ready for it in terms of what the software was ready to do. They weren't ready in terms of giving people the dev kit or in the final hardware early enough to start working on. Uh, Unreal wasn't ready to start pumping out Unreal Engine 5 stuff that would look like that Matrix demo. We're um, two years in, Matt. They've been, we should, we've well, owned these I mean. consoles we, for two that's years. What I mean. We should be one year in. Yeah. Like, like there was, they jumped the gun on this. Are you happy with the performance of the PS5 in general? More or less. Yeah. You are? Yeah. I'm not. Like, I've got a fair number of good games on it. Um, it's about what I expect from Sony's general output. There's only been one game so far, and Demon's Souls is on the fringe, but there's really been one game where I played it, and I was like, okay, hot damn. This is what a why I spend $550 on a PlayStation 5, and that's Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, that's probably one of the... probably the, That or Demon's Souls is probably the best-looking game on it. Yeah. But also, I spent money on the PlayStation Five to play games that I would that would otherwise chug and not look as good on the PlayStation Four, and that's fine for me. Like, I don't care that God of War can also run on a PS Four. I mean, it, like, honestly, Matt, go check out some PS Four Pro footage of God of War Ragnarok and PS Five footage. I challenge you to tell the difference between the two. Sure, but I don't care. Like, but I'm saying, like, this is an investment that people made to play better games. Sure, but you ask me if I'm happy with it, right. and I'm fine with it. You are. Yeah. Do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you don't you don't want for money? Maybe, but also it has to do with the fact that my expectations were realistic. Yeah, mix of the two, maybe. Um, my re my expectations were based upon what I was we get to told the and shown by PlayStation. <laughs> like, well, I don't know why I don't know from. why that would be your expectation because you've been doing this long enough to know that marketing is a lie. Not all of it. All of it. No. Yeah. You have to market everything, and some of the stuff actually happens. Some of it, but you can't trust it until it actually happens in front. I mean, the hardware itself is what they said it was going to be as far as its specs. Like, that wasn't just marketing. Oh, like, sure. The hardware ended up being what they said. But also, it was they be. told you how small that hard drive was when you bought it. Right. So. But they also made a big deal about their crack and compression and how yeah. the hard drive wasn't going to be a big deal. Because and it is. The, cra the, comp the PlayStation 5 games are way smaller than they are in the Theirs Xbox. are. Yeah. But most third parties are not. Well,. I don't know if you can judge all that by Call of Duty. I don't know what Activision's doing over there for the for the size of that shit. It's insane. Regardless of There's platform. a lot of third parties where the games are still bloated compared to PlayStation's yeah. first party games. But I also don't buy much third party stuff on the PlayStation, so that You buy see I do. I yeah. for whatever reason, I've made PS5 my daily driver. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. 
it was a, it's a mistake. I it mean, was a mistake, and yeah. I'm too late. It's too late now. I've already <laughs> built my library on PlayStation Five. I'm not going to mm-hmm. stop in the middle and start getting everything for Xbox like from here on out. I'm trapped. I would too, just because it generally it runs better on Xbox. You think so? I mean, according to digital founder comparisons, you usually get. I mean, it's not. It's minor. It's probably not. It's not something you notice unless they were side by side. But yeah. the Series X is a little stronger multi-platform wise for yeah. the most part. So you're okay with the PlayStation Five hardware as far as its performance and stuff? Yeah, pretty I'm, much. I'm not. I'm not drastically so, but I'm also not. like I recognize that it's got a lot of years left, and it will get there. And otherwise, I'm kind of fine with it. Like it's just it's a Sony exclusive box to me, just like you know, just like the all of Sony's game, oh, just like the Switches, just like the PlayStation Three was. Um, PlayStation Four was a, a rare example of Sony being the primary console for me for a generation. That was that's unusual. Me too. Yeah. Um, to the point that I was like, uh, I was trying to figure out this week, like, what do I have all the Need for Speeds? Do I own all those? <laughs> and I didn't have. You probably any, do. And I did. I don't. I didn't have many of them in the in the Xbox library. And I'm like, where are they? And then I realized, like, oh right. PlayStation 4 was my main console last year. I bet they're all on the PlayStation 4. And sure enough, there they were, having been gotten for like probably $5 right. in Black Friday yeah. sales over the years. Yeah, I don't think I've even played the run. <laughs> you know? and, I, and I have a sealed copy of the limited edition of that for some reason on the shelf. I'm like, I don't yeah. even know where I got that from. I know I didn't pay full price for it. Yeah, I must have picked it up in some bargain bin. Okay, so that's hardware. I'm not... I don't feel like I was like ripped off or anything with the I'm hardware. also glad I don't have a PS5 that does the coil wine thing. Oh yeah. Which apparently I've seen the videos and mine definitely does not make that noise. You can hear it like it's got a fan noise, you know, it's it's definitely working. Mm-hmm. You can hear, it, but it does not do that. Yeah, mine either. So, yeah. I'm glad I don't have one that does that. <laughs> so, it seems like you are mostly pleased with the PS5's performance. I am mostly yeah. pleased but uh, but admittedly underwhelmed and a little disappointed. Let's talk about the games, the software. Now, I feel like these both Sony and Microsoft were coming at this generation from different directions. Sony, its development pipeline was already there. It had already created enough exclusives to keep the PlayStation 4 more than afloat. Xbox, on the other hand, had just gone on a buying spree, and we were kind of in a like, wait and hold. I think we thought that by now we'd be getting lots of great exclusive games for Xbox, and we're not getting them yet, which means... Yeah, that, I feel like Xbox is about six months behind where I was expecting them to be. If, in six months, the stuff starts flowing, which I'm still not convinced that that's going to be the will, case. I uh, hope so. I thought that was going to happen this year, and it didn't. Well, they were trying. Yeah. Star, we were supposed to be playing Starfield now. Yeah. So, what about the PlayStation 5's software? Are you happy with what we've got so far from that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, for the most part, I think they've all been very good. Um... I you don't like, take into I, consideration that they play, most of them play just as well on PS4. No. And you didn't really need to buy another console to play them? No. I want to play things as best I possibly can, and the PlayStation 5 is how you do that. It's no different than buying the high-end graphics card on a PC to me. Yeah. Which I don't do. I always buy, like, the middle. Because guess what? If you buy a, the 3080 or whatever, you can run that just fine on something like a one-third the price. Mm-hmm. You still play the game. Yeah. It's just going to look a little different, and that's no different here. I am. I, am I paid the money for the PlayStation Five for a luxury, high-end experience, and it generally delivers that. Whether the game was built only for it or not, I don't see. Care I don't agree with that. that. Uh, the high-end experience. I don't agree with that at all. I I think it's been not been the high, great experience that I expected. I think for the that, most that's my part, catching point. Well, I think that for the most part it is though, because I mean they pulled off a small miracle with God of War on the PS4, maybe, but compare the Spider-Man games, they don't look remotely the same. Like there's a bunch of stuff that runs better way better on the ps5 
and I'm fine with that. Yeah. There's stuff that doesn't. Like, I wish they'd fix Shadow of the fucking Colossus, my favorite game of all time, which doesn't run properly on the PS5. That's weird. Yeah. But I guess Blue Point's busy. Yeah. Sneaky says, didn't the pandemic also th- slow things down? Yeah. Yeah. To an extent. But again, that sort of feeds into my previous point of these things launched a year early. Yeah. Because, especially because of the slowdown and the, and the, the obstacles that that introduced, that's another reason to delay releasing new systems until you know you're going to be able to support them effectively yeah and i don't really think they managed i mean playstation 5 mostly like there's a steady stream of stuff even if it's not exclusive to next gen xbox you're just on the almost arguably the third straight generation of there's just nothing on this thing that i can't play elsewhere yeah and that's the bigger, you know, it, it maybe maybe PlayStation 5 gets a little bit of a bump from me because I see what's happening to its neighbor. Um, and it could be way worse. Um, Sony could just be not producing anything. I mean, hell, I even liked the Gran Turismo this gen. Yeah. That never happens. I, it, I didn't stick with it, though. No, I didn't stick with it for more than about a couple weeks. But yeah. Partly because it just got a little too much with the daily shit. Yep. Um, it was again. It was just really dry. Very dry. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. That's Gran Turismo. I mean, and Forza has, has you know, Forza is more fun to play on a moment-to-moment basis. But I think they do need to talk about like how these driving games sort of end up making things feel like a job. Yeah. After a while, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, if I don't log in today, I'm not going to get yeah. the points. But it's like, it's, leave me alone. We're actually going to talk about a couple games later on in the show that get rid of all that crap and mm-hmm. are just like, you know what? Here's a game to play. You want to play it? If you like it. You're going to rip through it in 10 hours, and there's going to be no nonsense. And there's something to be said for games like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk letter grade for PlayStation 5's first two years. What are you going to give it, having uh, considered all the things we just discussed? I'd probably give it a B. Yeah? Yeah. That would probably be more of a B- minus if God of War hadn't made it on time. Yeah. But- it's it's delivered the Sony ex- first party experience for the most part. I got uh, that, and I got uh, another Horizon, and you know Stray's really cool, and I know it's also on PC, but like that's not where I played it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm more or less pretty happy with it. They 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 deliver the the thing I want from a Sony console, and I don't really care about it also running on PS4 because uh, that's just not how I've ever rolled with game consoles. I want the newest and the best. I mean, I do too. Obviously, we have to. It's our job mm-hmm. to have the newest and the best. But I, I think I have a pretty good ability to put myself in the shoes of somebody who doesn't have a lot of disposable income and has to make hard choices with their money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would say this entire generation is not for those people. It kind of isn't. Like, there's just there's no clear choice yet. For yeah. That. Like, you can't in fully good conscience. I mean, you know. You're still, even though I would say if someone was absolutely dead set, I'm buying a next-gen console, I only have this much money, I'm skipping lunch for a month to do it, tell me what to buy, I would probably still say PlayStation 5 because I have more faith in what's coming for that system's future. It has double the exclusive games at least already. Yeah. At least double. Yeah. Even if you're just talking about catching up on PlayStation 4 stuff. Right. Even. Like, you've got more to do than yeah. on Xbox. Yep. I would give PlayStation 5 a C minus because for it to earn a C, it would it has to have more games than it's had in the first two years. It just does. Um now look, I'm not gonna I'm not stupid. I'm not gonna be like it's 2022 and so we should have as many games as we got for the N64 and the original PlayStation. Like, 
there's obviously reasons why they could make more games back then. They could. It was funny as I was going through it, Matt. You could see like Crash Bandicoot one, and then the next year Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot two, Twisted Metal one, yeah, and then the next year Twisted Metal. Like you can't do that yeah, anymore. Well, and also the other thing is like you, li- you know, you're listing a lot of games in those lists, and like maybe half of them are things I did, I even cared about at the time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah those were all huge franchises, though. Huge franchises, but not stuff that I. Yeah, you know, cared about or not that someone like would universally care about. Twisted yeah. Metal sucks. Like <laughs> people loved it back then, man. They did, but I never I mean, all understood. All my friends, it, it was like that their car com- game. That car combat fad was garbage. <laughs> like those <laughs> games, all there's are a terrible. reason that the genre went away. Went sure. away and has not come back. Yeah. You'll notice there's like, definitely a reason. Interstate sure. seventy six yeah. was about the pinnacle of that, and even that was mostly like, hey, this is playable. Look yeah. at that. Look, I'm not saying like I expect PS5 to have as many games, even as PlayStation 2, honestly, because PlayStation 2 also had a mother load in its first two years. But like to come in at like a third of those, that to me is not good enough. So for it to get a C, it would have to come in about half of those old consoles. It's about a third. So I give it the C minus. Let's move to Xbox Series, Matt. And which is a little bit different because you're talking about two consoles here. You're talking about Xbox Series X, which is the same price as PS5, $500 plus tax, $550. Then you have the Xbox Series S, which mm-hmm. went on sale on Black Friday for like $249 or like $229 which or something. Which I keep forgetting exists. Right. But a lot of people love it. And a lot of people decided to buy the Series S instead of the Series X. So it is relevant. And Apparently it does- it's a very good emulation box. Yeah, it is. I mean, according to Modern Vintage Gamer, I don't do a lot of emulation, but I trust his I, opinion I on a, it. I have a PC for that, but like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but it does create a different angle when discussing Xbox series and whether you like it or not, that there is this cheaper version that you can buy that still does play all the games that are supposed to be Xbox mm-hmm. series exclusives. Obviously, they don't look quite as good as they would on Series X, but they still run and they still play. Um, so that's something to consider. With that in mind, how do you feel about the Xbox Series hardware? Um, it's fine. Uh, it clearly performs, you know, very well. Um, the loads, the load stuff on the internal storage is not really noticeably slower than the PlayStation Five, despite PlayStation Five apparently being built for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has a storage size problem. The oh. hot swapping is something that I thought was a big deal that it turns out I don't really care about. Because the hard drives are so fast. It's like being able to just suspend a game, go to another game, come back mm-hmm. to the other game. I appreciate it when I like, wake it up to continue playing the last game I played. But in terms of switching between games, yeah, I don't do that very much. It also doesn't really work because a lot of games I play are online games. And mm-hmm. so if you leave that game and you come back, you've been booted off of yeah, the there's server. there's a couple. Like, Ubisoft in particular, their games hate quick resume. It just doesn't like, really work they, for they, a lot Because a lot of times, for whatever reason, Ubisoft games do not have a way to get back online mm. after you've been booted offline without restarting the whole game. The other problem I've had with uh, my Series X is, and this has gotten better over time, but it still happens, is that it loses sync between either my receiver or my television. I'll be playing games and the screen will just go black. Yeah, and it has the, to go I do get the black flash. Weird online. cycle thing where it does all the handshakes between everything and then it'll pop back up. But And it happened a lot when I first got it. It still happens every once in a while now. They've not figured it out. Like now my receiver will pop up like sometimes a a little message that will say invalid signal coming Mm. from Series X. Now that stuff never happens on my PlayStation 5. It's never happened. Mine doesn't have that much but it does like go to black it'll if it's usually it's if, a, if it's the dynamic resolution switch that, that, that seems to do it and, you're probably right and it blacks out for maybe a second 
and then comes back. But sometimes that's enough. Oh yeah, to get if me I'm killed. playing a competitive game online, forget yeah. it. I'm either dead or I've lost the race or I've lost yeah, the match. Yeah, without a pause button. I mean, that was a problem on Elden Ring. Yeah, because um, you can't pause. Elden yeah, you Ring. come back and you're dead. Yeah, some enemy just wanders onto you, and that's that. Yeah, it, it happened during a boss battle. That was that was sometimes you die. an issue. Yeah. Well, I don't die, but I I would usually just have to completely. Re- uh, usually, I would just like roll the other direction. It becomes a skill knowing yeah. what to do when you can't see the screen. Yeah. It's really fun, but that's but, something I've dealt with. What my the Xbox, biggest problem was I played not on PlayStation. Some, biggest problem I had with that was a couple days ago. I played some of the Capcom arcade, like you know the old you know the old games. Mm-hmm. You get, you lose you lose screen for like two seconds in Street Fighter Alpha. You're oh, dead. You're done. Like that's yeah. the end of it. You're done. Like, yeah, the old school games don't have any mercy on that. So that has been a problem. I I have not really had issues with the hard drive space on my series because it's not my daily driver. I've mm-hmm. used my PlayStation Five for that. So mine is starting to get to the point where like there's enough you know XS enhanced games that I don't have the room. Yeah, whereas I I have an external hard drive SSD for the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox. So that's mm-hmm. where I put the last-gen games. Mm-hmm. Um, so that solves that. And that helps with the PlayStation 5. A lot, you know, All the PS4 stuff is on the separate drive, so I only use the internal for the... The, you know, the PS5 stuff. enhanced stuff, yeah. but that's full now. Like if, yeah. if I want to play another, you know, whatever the next, uh, I had to delete stuff to fit God of War on it, whatever mm-hmm. the next thing, you know, and that's, that is why, Sony, listen, listen to me, that is why Microsoft gets my money for Callisto Protocol and Midnight Suns mm-hmm. because I don't have anywhere to put it on the play, PlayStation yeah, 5. it's a problem for sure. Um, so hardware-wise, I think I prefer the PS5 generally because I haven't had the issues with the handshake stuff. PS5 is a more exciting thing. I'll tell you, okay, so here's, here's a PlayStation 5 hardware complaint. I didn't think of this until just now. Um, that LAN cable is disconnected shit. Yes, yeah, happens had to that me at all. all the time. I finally that fixed. Sucks. I finally fixed it by basically activating the Wi-Fi connection. So if you have both the Wi-Fi and wired connection working at the same time, if it loses the wired connection, it just switches to the Wi-Fi connection and doesn't bother you about it. Uh-huh. But I'm talking about it would just pop that up. You know, LAN cables. LAN cables been disconnected. LAN cables connected. LAN. Co- that's crazy. 20 minutes. I haven't had, like, never there had were, that There happen. were times when I just had to stop playing a game. And I think I, you have I'm, a defective console. It's because of the, the connector in the back just doesn't... It's something about how it hangs. Huh. And I've never had a problem. It connects fine. It's, it's specific to the, each individual unit. Some wow. units do it. Others don't. Weird. And that sucks. No, and there's nothing you can do. And, like, yeah, I'd think about getting it replaced, but I've more or less found a, a workaround for it, and I don't want to try to find another fucking right. PS5. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's still hard to find them. Yep. It's that in the coil wine, apparently the more recently manufactured your PS5, the less likely you're going to have, have that, those problems. But that is definitely a hardware problem that has been actually more annoying than the black flashing screen. Because the, the LAN cable disconnected thing at one point happened every single time I played the, a game on the PS5. That sucks. And finally I learned that if you turn it completely off and not rest it, that helps with that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I did the Wi-Fi thing and that solved the problem completely uh, for the most part. Uh, and whereas the black screen on the Xbox happens maybe once a week. Yeah. Um, but it is pretty weird that these $500 systems have these weird little quirks Yeah, like they that. shouldn't. And Sony, in particular, the thing with the LAN cable thing, Sony won't even fucking acknowledge oh, it. Oh, really? 
Like, they want to admit it's a problem. They'll be like, problem. oh, you want to check your land cable? I'm like, I, the land cable's fine. It's like, bro, dude. I've been doing this for a long time. Been doing it for like, a long time. It's also, it. it's also built into the house. Yeah. Like, this is not like some fly-by-night <laughs> thing I got at Best Buy. This is top-end shit. Like, yeah. I had an actual low-voltage low company hook this up. Like, yeah. this, is, this is you. This is this is you not reinforcing your, your Ethernet port enough yeah. to handle the fact that I have to stand this thing up vertically, and that, that cable's going to hang, and as it hangs, it pulls that thing out of the thing. Is that what the problem I is? I think that's what's happening. That's it's, it's just like losing a little bit of connection because of the, yeah. the gra- oh, gravity over the course of years is going to yeah. cause that. Both I, mean, of I think these you machines? could probably get around that by having the PS5 lay flat, but who has that much fucking counter space? Yeah, yeah. W- one thing, too, I've been surprised by is how much heat both of these machines kick out. Oh, they do. They do. Dude, Xbox out, right? Series, when it is turned off, it warms the room up. Kicks out heat like yeah. crazy much. When it's turned off. Like, how much electricity are you burning with your Xbox in, like, yeah. when it's turned off? Standby takes standby stuff takes a lot. <laughs> if, if you want to have some fun with your electric bill, go find all the thing all the things you have that have standby modes and, remo- and unplug them for, like, a week. And, and look what your electric bill looks it like. It makes a difference. It does make yeah. a big difference. Um, so, anyway, back to Xbox. So, I think we're both generally happy with the Xbox yeah. Series X. I use it more than the PS5, for sure, just because of storage space, mainly. Yeah. Um, but, again, like, you know, there's nothing unique to it. Like, yeah. I, you know, there's nothing on it that I have. I say, you know, there will be maybe if, if Starfield is good and Hellblade 2 is good and Avowed is good and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But you're looking at stuff in the future. And I feel we've been doing that for two years. Yeah. I mean, well, let's I mean, let's well, talk about the software this. here. Like. Especially for the Xbox. I mean, they well, I mean, look, they're rebuilding from when from where uh, what's his butt basically dismantled the second party system over there. Who? When they launched the Xbox One, who was who was running that show? Oh, the guy who said TV like a million times. Yeah, TV, 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 <laughs> I don't TV. Remember his name. He basically booted all the second party companies that, except for uh, you know the Gears people and the Halo people out the door in mm. Forza, and like they stopped making on games. Stop making games. I don't think it's that they stopped. They just weren't making them at that point anyway. Like they. they but that became an inter. They basically handed the design of the Xbox One over to the set-top box Microsoft guys, right. not video game people. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, like, they just didn't care. And, like, they that, shit the whole, bed is what they that did. whole side of, you know, that was these 360s strength was they had these crazy second-party things and first-party things that were always coming out and always made it worthwhile, and they had the best online experience, and they just threw all that out the fucking window. Don Matrick. Don Matrick, that's Robanian. right. Robanian. Thank right. you in chat. He let us know. Um, yeah, it's... I mean, I'm not disappointed in the hardware. My big hang-up with Xbox Series is the software. There just yeah. isn't any. Well, they're just taking. You know, they bought all these things and they gotta rev the engine up, and it's just taking. Too, it's you know, taking too long. I mean, it's that's how long it takes to make long. next-gen games. Now it's, it's managed to fill in the pothole some with Game Pass. Yeah. Because you have this service that's on your Xbox, if you want to pay the money for it, where you just get to sample as many games as you want every month for a relatively cheap price. And that kind of throws a wrench into the works as far as evaluating the software support. It's sad that the best-looking game on the system is something I just do not care about playing. Yeah, I played it for, like, to, to talk about it in this mm-hmm. show, and that was pretty much it. And, I mean, look, I love planes. I love flying, but, yeah. like, you got to give me something to do. But, again, like, almost all the games that have come out exclusively for Xbox Series at this point... None of them are, like, Game of the Year candidates. Psychonauts 2 kind of was a fringe Game of the Year candidate, and I mm-hmm. loved it and thought it was great. 
But again, this game was in development for like four years before Microsoft ever even picked up Double Fine. Like this doesn't. Yeah, it's hard to give Microsoft credit credit for, for any for this game. And this is the best exclusive that Microsoft has released, except for maybe Forza Horizon Five. But Forza Horizon Five, as great as it is, is still more of the same that we've been getting from Microsoft for mm. now like a decade. It may be longer that we've been on this Halo, Gears, Forza train. Well, now it doesn't even feel like that train anymore because Gears has kind of gone away. Yeah, because it's been a while since we hadn't ever heard anything about a new Gears or anything. I mean, I don't really have any interest in a new Gears, but at the same time, if like that Gears collection wasn't real, that's so weird. Right. It feels like you would put something out to like remind people that that's a thing. Well, Gears 5, they did the enhanced version of that for yeah, I just, series. And the but. Gears 1 had, I don't know, it's just weird, but... And there's Halo Infinite. You know, we thought finally Halo was going to get back on track. I wouldn't call it a disaster, but it, it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. The campaign wasn't. It wasn't bad. And it was better than the last couple Halos, but it wasn't amazing. And then the multiplayer, you know, kept people's attention for what seemed like six weeks. And then that disappeared. So Halo hasn't been the big winner for Microsoft either. And I don't know if it is going to be a big winner anymore. I don't think you can lean on Halo as hard as you I don't think you can anymore. either. And then you have games like Crossfire, which was just literally was just, a disaster. That was, that was just a miscalculation. They, was, why would they go first party for this game? That's I don't a know. horrible decision. And then you start getting into the smaller stuff, stuff like Grounded from Obsidian, a game that they had kicking around for a long Again, a lot like Psychonauts, where the game was in development for a while at this studio. Microsoft buys mm -hmm. them. They're like, hey. I mean, that was in early access for what, two years? Yep. And it just finally released version 1.0 of that. Then you have as Dusk Falls, which is a narrative-driven game that I really liked. Mm -hmm. But it's not what you expect as a first-party. No, exclusive. but you're seeing they're they're the things that are going to be done first. Like as well, that's Dusk, exactly as what's Dusk happened. Falls and Pentiment are the things that were done first. That's exactly what happened. They went to the studios. They're like, hey, do you have any smaller projects that mm -hmm. we can get out sooner? Than these big blockbusters that we're having you guys work on. And look, in a, in a saner world, there'd be narrative uh, nominations and stuff for As Dusk Falls. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with those games. Yeah. But, like, they would work better, obviously, as part of a tapestry of, you know, bigger and smaller games kind of all together forming a bigger, you know, team. Yeah. Like a unit. Uh, and they're going to they're gonna have that eventually. That's coming. It's just... You know, I think that I'm that, sick of hearing that though. Like, I feel like I've been hearing it's coming for like seven years with Microsoft and Xbox. I feel like we've been hearing it more like two years. Well, because like they didn't fucking care until two years ago. They said stuff was coming and it never would come, and then they just bought studios. They're like, okay, yeah. now we guarantee that there's stuff coming, and here we are two years later, and it's still yeah. not here. I mean, there wasn't much they even attempted to move that direction in on the Xbox One, like. There was the Fable game that was in beta, early access, and got canceled. So you got to remember, early and in Xbox One land, it was Connect. Yeah. They packed in Connect with yeah. Xbox One, and so the first two years of that console, I should throw that. Microsoft out. was splitting half of its resources between crappy Connect games and games that people like us actually care about. So. I just feel like the software continues to be mismanaged. It's not good enough. That lineup of exclusive games for two years is terrible. It's terrible, Matt. Yeah, but it's the worst. Like Xbox One was better. They're basically rebooting themselves, so that's that's how it is. Even Xbox One, Crimson Dragon, Dead Rising Three, Forza Motorsport Five, Connect Sports Rivals, D Four, Forza Horizon Two, Forza Motorsport Six, Halo Five Guardians. Okay. That's 
Forza, at least as good as Forza, Xbox Series. Forza Horizon 2 is the first game you listed there that was any good. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> well, uh, I, Xbox, the, Xbox One and Xbox Series X's like, like exclusive lineups are about on par with each other at this point. Yeah. Uh, Both yeah. abysmal. But at least with Xbox Series X, I'm looking forward to Starfield and Hellblade 2 and all these other, and Avowed and all these other games that are actually in the pipeline. And with Xbox One, I was like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, there's no, it was nothing, and it was it really was nothing coming. Yeah, it was. It, it Xbox One felt like a very stopgap. A lot of promises grade. and very little delivering. Yeah. Yep. So letter grade for Xbox Series first two years, Matt. Um, I think I mean while it has served me well as sort of a multi-platform box, uh, in terms of sort of being its own thing, I'd probably have to go to it like a C minus. Yeah, I'm going D plus on Xbox Series. I think. The first two years mm-hmm. of this console have been a disaster. I think by the end of this generation, it could have one of the strongest uh, like exclusive lineups around. Maybe if we, it lasts like seven years, no, it'll be it's fine. It'll be fine. I don't know, man. What are they going to do? Like <laughs> pack up the Xbox department? Well, I mean, you got Bethesda, so Bethesda's going to deliver Starfield, and yeah. we're going to get Redfall. And then, how long do you think it's going to be until we get another Bethesda game? Who cares? People like, who own an Xbox care. What are they going to play after they're done with play Starfield? They're going to play from Obsidian or from any of the other 14 companies that they bought. There's a lot of are stuff they? coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't they, know. They, they bought these companies like two or three years ago. That's how long it takes to make these you got to realize, Matt, that some of these deals, like we're going to talk about it again in a minute, the Activision deal still hasn't gone through. Yeah, but I don't care about the Activision deal. But like, I'm saying like you're talking about all these games coming from, who are they coming from? We just talked about Bethesda. They're going to get Starfield and Redfall get out. Me a, and get me a list of all the companies that they've bought in the last three years. There's tons of them. Obsidian. There's Double Fine. There's Bethesda. That's all that's in there now. There's more than that. Well, I mean, Absolutely. they have their internal studios they already had. They yeah. work on games, you know, like Halo and Gears and all that stuff. But I'm talking about, like, new... They've acquired more than that. Who? I can't remember all the names of the weird little things they had. But like they they constantly announced they acquired this studio and they're little indie things or whatever. But they're MOOC working on shit. I don't remember any that you're talking about, other than the ones I I shared. Well, I'm gonna. I mean, they're the only ones you care about. But there's other stuff in there, and we don't know what they're working on. And they also are expanding out playground games. No, I'm just asking. Like, what studios did they buy besides the ones that I just mentioned? I don't. I need to look them up because I haven't been paying attention because I didn't know there was gonna be a quiz. Um, Microsoft acquired. Studio come in exile, Justin Horman says. In exile's one, yeah. Um, every Microsoft owned studio, every result's gonna be for Bethesda or Activision. That's the problem. Yeah, 343, they bought Arcane as part of Bethesda, Double Fine, Compulsion, Alpha Dog, In Exile, Machine Games. Mojang that was a while ago. Ninja Theory. Machine Games came with Bethesda, though. Um, it came with, with Bethesda. Obsidian Playground. Compulsion came with Bethesda. Roundhouse, Tango. They had the Coalition. That's the Gears people. The Initiative. What the hell was the Initiative? That's Perfect Dark. That's right. That's a studio here in LA that can't... Undead Labs. That had to call in two other studios to make a game. Again, but all those studios bitch. are studios they owned already. Yeah, but they're all still working on shit. Yeah. But you were saying that they had acquired a bunch of other studios. They did acquire a bunch, because Bethesda includes a bunch of other things. 
Like yeah, but like I said we say when Bethesda. We, well, when when we get the next arcane game? When do we get the next machine right. game? When do we? Get, That's what I said. So we'll get these two games from Bethesda, and when will we get something else? Who cares? They've just put out two of the biggest like, games. You just they said have the, the same thing you said last time, and I said the people who own an Xbox care. But they they don't care about where the game comes from as long as it's no, good. No, they care about when they're going to get another good game from Obsidian or from Arcane. When or do you think Avowed is coming out? When what? Avowed. I think Avowed is probably 2024. I think it may be holiday of next year, but still, that's holiday not next year. A Starfield, lot. Starfield is it holiday. Probably. Next year. You're not going to put a vow in Starfield up against. But at what point do you get to the point where you're like, we can't like keep moving these games out of windows? Like, we just need to release the effing game. Like, saying like, oh, we're going to now move a vowed into 2024. Well, a vow doesn't have a released window yet. Of course it doesn't. I'm asking when it will come out. And you're saying, oh, don't put it out next year because of Starfield. And I'm saying, fuck that. Like, no, you need to put the fucking games out when you get them done. Because people have been waiting well, for these fucking be, games it's not for be two done. years already. It's not going to be done in time for that. That's my point. The that software games take time to make? That there's no games for Xbox Series. And the, there's no immediate relief in sight. Oh, well. It is still a long ways away. People care, Matt. Not everyone has a PS5 and an Xbox Series. Some people had to make the choice between one or the other. Well, then maybe they should make a stronger choice based on what's already out. Or maybe they should have listened to us and bought the PS5. I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, yes. But also, like, it's a video game system. You don't need it. Wait until you're sure. Wait until you know you're not yeah. spending your money on an empty promise. Wait until Starfield is out and is good. I, think, what, is I good. think what I'm getting at here is that, like, People probably should have all waited. Like, you could have bought a PS4 Pro or had a PS4 Pro and been just as happy. You'd have missed Ratchet and the Demon Souls remake. I think you can live with that. I wouldn't. But, like, PlayStation... You have tons of disposable income. But I also care about those games. PlayStation 5 was worth it to me. Yeah. And it's going to remain worth it, and it's only going to get better. Well, Xbox... Definitely more worth it. Xbox, I believe, will have a much better library going forward starting next year, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. Like... I'm going to buy, you know, if I didn't already have a Series X, I would buy it the day Starfield came out. Yeah. No question whatsoever. But that you realize that'll be year three. Yeah. <laughs> and that's their problem. It's not my problem. Right. But our but what, the whole topic that we're discussing here is like, how have these consoles done their first two years of their lives? And I think Xbox Series has not been great at all. Oh, sure. Like, the hardware is fine, but the software has been abysmal. They're still trying to recover from the horrible horrible choices that other managers made for for this brand like yeah. that that when was that was it 2013 the xbox one yeah and you're, you're talking about 10 years later like the damage is still there 10 years later it has it wasn't that long ago xbox 2013 one. yeah it was i thought it was 2015 xbox xbox one, one was 20 xbox I, I went to the uh, PS4 like announcement uh, press conference that following the year following G4 shutdown. Hmm. I remember that. That was that was the year, wasn't that? Well, that would mean that the Xbox One lasted for a really long time. It's 2013. Was that means the Xbox One out. lasted like six or seven years. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. How did it drag its ass for that That's long? A very good question. <laughs> That's crazy inertia and Microsoft's refusal to shut yeah. that thing down. Basically. Yeah. Yep. But the, the the PlayStation Four and Xbox One came out like a week apart, and I know the PlayStation Four was 2013. Yeah. Yeah. It says something that I don't actually remember the Xbox One launch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, only, I only know it in when reference to, to the PS4. Yep. 
Uh, oh, so anyway, that's uh, that's the other thing I remember is the people that I know who bought the Xbox One having that fucking connect and like going to see people like on like Football Sunday and like someone would say the word Xbox and it, it would, would turn make, it would off turn, the TV change the channel and <laughs> people would lose their minds because it was in the middle of like a field goal and shit. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah it was that crazy. got turned off real fast. Yeah. Uh, so D plus for me for Xbox Series consoles. Um, I've never owned a console so bereft of quality games in the first two years, ever. I've been doing this a long damn time. That is the worst first two years that I've owned a console. You never owned a Turbo Graphics. I didn't. <laughs> I did own a 3DO, though, and that... 3DO wasn't great, but they had a couple of... It might be of, around the same. They had a couple of gems. They, yeah. There was no better version of uh, Street Fighter 3 Turbo. But still, super, super putting Street this into Turbo. perspective, this is legendarily bad. And that was where you had to be <laughs> to play Need for Speed the first time. That's true. That's yeah. where it all started. And all the Laserdisc games, you had to buy them for 3DO. They're the only places they played well. Yeah, so. it was a, that was the only place I could get anywhere in that... What was that? Space Ace or no? It was, it was the it was the FMV first person martial arts game. I don't remember. You that know, one. it was something Mass Supreme Master or something like that. It was. Oh yeah, yeah you I do remember, remember that. Yeah, remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, that one wasn't in the arcades though. I think that was just made for three. No, that was made. Yeah, that was made for console. But I, I just remember that. I remember that one because my roommate in sophomore year of college had a 3DO and supreme warrior that's what it was mm-hmm. and one night he was out and i just he's I'm like, he's like yeah you can play it if you want so i started playing everything and i was playing supreme warrior and he came home with his friends and he's like what what are what is i'm like oh this is pretty he's like man i've never gotten past the first screen on this game i can't <laughs> believe it he's like, i'm like i had nothing better to do on a saturday night than figure this stupid game out so and now you're enjoying the fruits of my yeah. labor. And they all and they all sat down, drunk off their asses, and watched me finish it. And they're like, they're like, wow. He's like, wow. I can finally get rid of that. I don't ever need to look at that. Because those games you don't no, need to play no, them yourself. Yeah, you're just no, trying to see the end of the story. Yeah, there's no bonus. To, there's no reason. The what, uh, Dragon's Lair should just come with someone who knows how to finish it. Right. <laughs> just coming to get out of the box, and they're like, here I am. Here I am. Finish that. All right. On to the next house. You know, it's like. Uh, okay. Let's head to uh, chat and see what people are saying in here. Um, now, keeping in mind, a lot of people in our chat probably only have one, and they had to choose between them, and that tends to make people a little territorial about their console. Uh, Game Baron Inc. Uh, most, if not all, people wait until the console games go to PC. Well, that's not true. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Most, not, if not, not cons- all, people wait until the console games go to PC. PC games sell way less than the console versions. Yeah, I don't know of what things, he's talking so about that's there. Not, that's very, very much false despite all the acquisitions i can see shane's point example ever since xbox bought ninja theory it's been a long time that hellblade 2 is still in development hell yeah where the hell is hellblade 2 man it's really crazy i think they bit off a lot more than they expected for that one because i think they decided to plus it yeah and make it a bigger deal than the first one and it was like um oh but this is going to be more complicated than we thought yeah cinetech says i always have a huge backlog of games and i also have game pass uh, there is no games never applies to me. Okay. Yeah. You, I mean, some people just can't play games because we do it, in, <laughs> it obsessively. A lot of people can't do that. So we may get through a game in a few days. A lot of people may have that game for months or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, got, I, I know my friend who has a PS5 is just getting to Returnal this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's, most people don't play things as widely as we do. Um, you're kind of talking, Zerbus Jones, you're kind of talking like we've not played any games at all the last two years. It's a bit, I'm thinking, meant odd. I don't understand that comment either. Do you? 
Yeah, you, to hear you tell it, it's like nothing came out worth playing. Okay, well, let and me go through this list again for you, Eric. I don't care about that. Oh, he's not talking about that list. He's talking about how there's other games than just exclusives to play. Oh, he's talking about third party. He's talking about all video games. Like, there's a lot of yeah, stuff to play. You can choose to buy another console to play those games. Yeah, but if you don't, then you still have other things to play on the Xbox, even if Microsoft's not putting anything else out. Yeah, but the exclusive games generally are what convince people to buy one console over another. Yeah, well, I don't know why someone bought an Xbox this early, other than wanting to have all the systems. Because I think like, they thought that, like, a lot of people did, that it wouldn't take this long for these studios to start cranking out games. People, the, the average person doesn't even know that those games are in development. They just want Halo. Um, and that they maybe learned their lesson on that one, finally. I would say... But, a good percentage of early adopters know. Yeah, but like, like but not, you're right. Not we are in the now masses. after the two hour point or the two year point. Now you you worry about those people that you're talking about. Now we need those people to jump in and start buying the consoles to pick up for us, the enthusiasts who have now all bought one. Mm. So if the if the install base is going to grow for these consoles, it's those people who are going to make the install base grow, not people like us. We've already got our consoles. Yeah, well, and the good news is that a lot of those people are going to follow some of these games that can only be played on the new that system now. I think, yeah. I think that the purchasing of those companies is going to pay off for them in the sense that I know a lot of people that want to play Hellblade 2, yeah. and when they find out that they can only play it on Xbox when it comes along, or PC, they're like, well, I guess i got to get an Xbox. A lot of people are just saying Game Pass, basically. It helps. Yeah. It it. It doesn't solve the problem, but it makes it so you don't think about it as much. Yeah. You have other things to play that you maybe wouldn't have bought with your own money. Yeah, but again, the fact that you can get all those games... Well, most of those games on other platforms, albeit you have to pay more for them on other platforms. Yeah, I mean, it certainly guarantees I'm going to play that on that instead of PlayStation. Cinetike, why focus so much on exclusives when Game Pass has huge value? Yeah. Because, again, it's generally exclusives that convince people to buy one platform over another. It used to be. Maybe it's not anymore. I mean, Game Game Pass certainly adds a new angle to that, for sure. Yeah. Um, it changes the game a little bit. I mean, look, I do think it's going to matter when you, people say, like, hey, this Starfield game is coming out. It's by the people who made Skyrim. <laughs> big, big Smoke 82. Don't forget, Microsoft has released two exclusive games for PS5. That's true. Can't discount <laughs> How hilarious is that? That it hasn't released any good of it, uh, exclusives for its own customers, but it's released two for PlayStation's customers. Well, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if Deathloop really shook <laughs> it didn't move worlds. the needle very much. Yeah, and then and Danny Endurance brings up a good point that Psychonauts is also multi-platform. It's yeah. on PS4. I mean, you can't. If it was on Fig, you can't. Yeah. Pull a platform away from that. Yep. Um, it seems like that's all the comments. Um, Galaika, thank you for Twitch Prime while we're in here. Um, see if there's any others while we've got chat up here. Seems like I saw one a minute ago, or maybe I didn't. You guys are chatty today. Ultimate villain, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Um, 50 months, that's really awesome. So, there you go. So, you gave PlayStation 5 a B, mm-hmm. I gave it a C minus. You gave Xbox Series a C minus, I gave it a D plus. Mm-hmm. Just to recap our grades. Um, my guess is most fans are going to have higher grades for both, particularly people who had to choose between one or the other. Those are the people who tend to dig in their heels and say it's awesome, even if they don't really believe that it's awesome. But um, I don't think I think it would be hard to deny that both consoles haven't been at least a little bit disappointing so far. Hmm. I mean, I think Microsoft Xbox has just in terms of getting their uh, re- kind of reboot with all their acquisitions off the ground. Mm-hmm. But, you know. 
as Gabe Newell says, these things take time. It's especially, definitely taking longer than I Especially when there's a three in the title. Yeah. But uh, what do you think about Microsoft maybe when they first acquired some of these guys saying to them, you know what? We need, we need games. So let's try. Maybe you have a project that you're working on for a game that's going to be like 10 or 15 hours instead of going the extreme route where like, okay, you have Pentiment and you have As Dust mm-hmm. Falls. Instead, you're saying, okay, you have these big ideas for a game, but maybe that game can be 12 hours and you can develop it in two years instead of taking the three or four years. Because that's not going to move the needle either. Because they know that, especially by the time these things would be done, PlayStation's going to have footholds. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the new stuff coming. The Unreal Engine 5 stuff's going to be in the pipeline or already hitting the shelves. And you need something that's going to make people sit up and bark. You mm-hmm. need to be able to say, here's the new game from the people who made Skyrim. Right. Here's Avowed. It's Skyrim again by the people who made Fallout New Vegas. Right. Here's a new Fallout game by Obsidian, the people who made Fallout New Vegas, which they've been talking about. Here's yeah. a new Fable game by the people who made Forza Horizon, that one game you still like from the last seven <laughs> years. Of, yeah. Yeah. Know, these are the things you need to say to these people that are like, oh, that, oh yeah, I like it. Here's Hellblade 2, that game you played for like five bucks on the PlayStation 4 like six years ago that you really liked and was all about like psychosis and shit. And here it is now and there's a giant torso crawling down the beach check it out <laughs> like that's the kind of thing because like you know something like Peniman is cool and Peniman's gonna get some game of the year nominations and stuff mm-hmm. but that ain't gonna move the needle at best buy sales yeah you know you need you yeah. need the big things that look as big and cool as the things that, so- that sony's gonna be putting out by the time late next year god knows what sony's big you know fall next year game is gonna be I, well didn't I, they I, say like march of 2024 is supposed to be when all the live service games are finishing and they're ready to release yeah so there's going to be some of those trickling out. You're going to, you know, I think the latter half of next year is where you're going to see Sony almost fully transition to stuff that's only PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, and can't happen soon enough, in my opinion. And it's going to be interesting to see what you know. So we don't know what most of those are. You know, mm-hmm. Forspoken still a hybrid. Yeah. Um, we don't know. Yeah. You know, Final Fantasy 16's in there somewhere. God knows what that's going to turn out to be. Yeah. Um, but you know, Sony's got a second half of 2024 in in their uh, 2023 rather in their in their back pocket. We don't know about yet. Yeah. Could yeah. be could be new IP for God forbid. Like, yeah. Who knows? I highly doubt it, but it could probably be. not. Like, <laughs> yep. That's for spoken next gen only. I don't think so. Interesting. Is that what someone's saying in chat? Yeah. Huh. Oh, Wolverine is not next year. Spider Man Two is. Yeah, Wolverine's a that Spider Man. Spider Man Two is their big thing. Next Wolverine's year. is that PlayStation exclusive? That's Insomniac, so yeah. Yeah, I guess it has to be. But that's years away. Yeah. Yep. Okay, there you go. Those are our second birthday report cards for the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series consoles. So far, at least a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I'm hoping that by this time next year, I'm sitting here being like, oh. The Avalanche hit, which it seems like it's gonna. I mean, it seems like next year is gonna be a great year for games, as long as those games don't get pushed out again. Um, so hopefully this time next year, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, now this time next year, it'll be like, oh, Q1 was so good, and now there's nothing to play anymore. I mean, that happened this year. Well, it's gonna happen worse this next year. You think? The first the first half of next year is it's loaded insane. with shit. It's ridiculous. It really is insane. I'm excited for it. All right, let's move on. We're going to talk next about one of those games that I've been hinting at throughout the course of the show that I've been playing that normally in a November I'd be like, what the hell am I doing playing this game? But this is 2022. It feels like something that should come out in June. Yeah, it probably would do a lot better if it came out in June. Although 
one of the recent episodes of Pactor Factor, you guys asked him, like, how much does it matter anymore whether a game comes out at the holidays or whether it comes out during the year and you get your own window, your own week to yourself. And his contention was that so much, so fewer games are being released now that that doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah, there's not as much crowding. Yeah, even in Q4. I mean, I'm just so you know, we're about to discuss Evil West. And generally, people did finally figure out, publishers have finally figured out, it's like people want entertainment all year round. Yeah. Much like the movies, where it's like, yeah. there, there, you know, there used to be a whole thing where, like, you release big blockbuster hit movies from, you know, June to August, early yeah. August. That's it. That's your window. And then Twister came out and was a big hit in May, like early May. Oh, right. And yeah. that shows, okay, so summer now starts at the beginning of May, but those are your three months for big movies. Now you can release a Spider-Man matter. movie two weeks before Christmas and make $1.9 billion. Doesn't matter. It the doesn't only matter. The only month that can't that hasn't been proven to have a big blockbuster potential is January. Yep. Everything everything else you can launch a major fran- major even movie. games I think are a little soft in January too. Everything's soft in January because yeah. everyone's just sort of like I can't believe it's all Yeah. <laughs> and we're starting it all everyone's over. Everyone's just kind of getting over the holidays and yeah. it's gone back to work and everyone you know at least in America was like thank god Martin Luther King Day is coming yeah. up. <laughs> you get a 3 day weekend right off the bat. You're just like you know you need that recovery right yeah. there. But like, uh well, anyway, we're talking about Evil West, which is a game normally we'd never talk about in November, but I will say this, I'm kind of glad that we are because I actually enjoyed this game. Evil West is an old school third person action adventure, third person shooter. It made me think of um uh it's a similar kind of like a like a steampunky sort of like supernatural cowboy game from last couple gens ago. I can't remember. It's a vampire you know cowboy about? game. Dead 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 something. Dead to rights or No, no. it's one word. And it beginning begins with a D. Damnation. Damnation. I don't even remember Damnation. that game. It reminds me reminded me of Damnation, except this I haven't played this, but it clearly looks way better than Well, that. it is a cowboy. Damnation started as like a like a user mod or something. <laughs> it is a cowboy vampire game. And the lower third it says Death Rider. I know nobody will get this, so I'm just gonna tell you what it is. So I I was like I don't remember too many vampire cowboy movies or TV shows or whatever, so I Googled it to see if there were other examples of it. And really, the only example of it is a film called Death Rider that is directed by Glenn Danzig Hmm. of Misfits, Sam Hain, Glenn Danzig fame. (laughs) He, He paid it with his own money to produce this horrible, horrible movie. I mean, Matt, it is literally so bad. Like, it is so bad that there are shots where you can see the mic pack, like, in the back of people's pants and shit. Like, that's how bad it is. But anyway, that's where the lower third comes from. The movie is Death Rider. It is one of those movies that is so bad that it's almost kind of good. So if you want to check it out, I think you can watch it for free on YouTube at this point if you just want to check it out. I do not recommend it. But anyway, um, Evil West is a third-person action adventure game. It's set in the late 19th century, which is weird to say at this point. An alternate, obviously, 19th century. It's got some steampunk vibes to it. uh, But for the most part, it's really just you're a vampire hunter in an alternate version of the Old West in the United States. You play as a character named Jesse Reitner. He is kind of like a supernatural cop. So the world has been 
take not taken over, but vampires are a part of this world, and you are the supernatural police. When they when there's a big breakout of vampires, you are called in to go in and stop the outbreak. Uh, stealth R.I.P.D. sequel. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good way to describe it. Uh, but the the setup for this is that there's a new breed of vampire that's appeared that's that can turn people really quickly. So it's basically creating vampire armies instead of just like one bite one other vampire. They found a way to replicate themselves much more quickly and they're forming an army murder hornets um yeah the uh this is one of those games that tries really hard to be edgy and to the point where after you play it for a while you wonder if like the whole thing is tongue-in-cheek if like mm-hmm. the developers are like we're just gonna pile on the f-bombs and make i feel it- like this definitely just watching the trailers i felt like this was not taking itself 100% yeah seriously. i think it's in on the joke yeah. a little bit um which is good because it, it is absurd. Like, every character just uses the F word like every other word. Um, but I do think that most of it is tongue-in-cheek. I mean, in that cheek. seems to be taken from Tombstone. Yeah, that could be. <laughs> yep. Or, uh, uh, or Deadwood. I mean, Deadwood brought a lot of Old West swearing into the pop yeah. culture mindset. Yep. So Jesse's primary weapon is a multi-use gauntlet that you can see there on his right arm. Um, you can upgrade it, and you can upgrade Jesse throughout the game. And he gets new abilities. He gets new attacks. This game really borders right on the line between action adventure and action rpg but it's definitely an action adventure like the skill trees in this they have like five or six different things that you can level up um but it is funny it's really hard to find an action adventure anymore even this one which is the closest thing i've seen i've seen to one in a while um has some light rpg elements in it so if you're into that kind of thing there's at least a little bit of it in here but do not get this game because you think it's an action rpg it is not um uh, the gauntlet it, it can do like all kinds of stuff it it's the thing that you upgrade the most throughout the game you get a bunch of different abilities like early on in the game you get like a crazy uppercut that you can use that will juggle enemies up into the air so you can uppercut them and then you can pull out he also has dual six shooters so you can uppercut them and then use the six shooters to keep juggling them into the air um what else does it do? Oh, it also has like this electric tether thing that you get. So you can hookshot an enemy and bring them to you. Or conversely, you can hookshot an enemy and then draw yourself to the enemy. And what I found is that's really handy for as you get into this game. And it is one of those like room by room. It's a lot like God of War, honestly. It's designed like God of War. Like the level levels are pretty much all linear. There's a couple areas that break open and maybe you can choose one other path that eventually rejoins with the other path, like another like 200 yards down the road or whatever. But for the most part, they're like linear levels that you play through. Um, and in fact, surprisingly, there's a lot of God of War in this. It's a little weird to play God of War and then go to this and not feel completely repulsed by it, I would add, Matt. Hmm. Like, I thought, I'm like, oh, after playing God of War, this game's going to be a joke and I'm not going to want to play it. And that was not the case. This is like, um, the best way I would put it is it's like God of War without the puzzles. It's just pretty much all combat. And it does cut a lot of kind of the nonsense out of the game. Like, a lot of the stuff that started to wear on me with God of War towards the end of the game, like, a lot of the puzzle solving, after, like, 15 hours, I'm like, I'm good, man, with this stuff. This game has pretty much none of that stuff. Like, it's just all a pure jaunt through linear levels using the combat system and the combat in this game is in depth there like it's almost too much to be perfectly honest with you it like it just keeps piling on all these upgrades and all these new abilities that you can get and it got to the point where i started forgetting a lot of them and not even using a lot of them in combat <laughs> and the catch is 
later on in the game, you have to you have to use everything. And so it was a little rough it's for just, me. It was just like intestines flying out of them. As this this them. game is incredibly gory. Yeah. It's, uh, that's like some Mortal Kombat 3 shit. It's trying to offend you. Like mm. every voice line has the F-bomb in it. Like it's just overly violent for really no good reason at all. It's just one of those games. It's like it's trying to get your knickers in a twist at least a little bit. Um so I talked about the grapple ability, and Jesse also has guns. He has, like, two six-shooters. And honestly, the first, like, five or six hours of this game, you get all this stuff. And I think part of the problem for me was I figured out very quickly that you just have to use the six-shooters. You don't really have to use, like, his gauntlet or all the other stuff that you get and unlock or upgrade. You can just keep spamming the firing buttons with your six-shooters and pretty much get through the early parts of the game. Now, eventually, that's not the case anymore, but you have forgotten already all the stuff that the game taught you in the beginning because you've just been using your six-shooters most of the time. So I found that I had to go back later and relearn a lot of the stuff that the game taught me in the beginning because I had forgotten it because I didn't really need it. Um, you're also seeing like there, you have the ability here where you can launch them up into the air and then you can launch them into those like spike things behind them. So there's like environmental parts to the combat as well to keep mixing things up. Uh, as you can see, those like chains generally just point you in the direction you need to go. There's no waypoint in the game because you don't need one. <laughs> because the levels are pretty much 100% linear. You always know which direction the game wants you to go. And again, I think some people may appreciate that instead of having to run around trying to figure out what path out of like five different ones you're supposed to take to keep pushing the plot forward. Um, eventually, you also get a shotgun in addition to your pistols, and it's like the destroyer. Like you shoot like an enemy like that, like a heavy enemy with it once, it kills them. If you shoot a boss with the shotgun like three or four times, it'll topple the boss. Uh, but it's on a cooldown, so you can't overuse it, but it is really, really effective. Um... As I said, enemies are plentiful. This is the early going, so they're not flooding the map yet with enemies. But eventually, it gets to the point where there are almost too many enemies. It can be crazy. And you can use the grapple that I talked about earlier to grapple your way out of the crowd. So you can latch onto an enemy on the fringe and then t basically teleport your way out of all the enemies to get yourself some breathing space. So not only does it work in combat, it also helps you in traversal and getting yourself out of trouble. Um... As I said, the level design is linear, and that could be annoying for some people who like a little more complexity, but it also makes it very simple. You always know where you're going. You're never confused. Um, there's no loot to collect, so there's no crafting, so you're not constantly picking up stuff off the ground and like wondering what I'm going to do with it, and you're going into some menu where you're using it to craft stuff. Like Basically, how it works is um, you get points at the end of each level, and then you use those points to, to upgrade. Um, as you can see, the game looks good, and I think if you watch this B-roll, you're probably like, that game actually looks pretty damn good, other than the gore being a little cartoony. But when you really start poking around, like, you start to, like, uncover stuff that is a little unsavory. You, if you really look around in the levels, and I don't recommend it because there isn't a lot of hidden stuff in this game. Like, most of the, when I first started playing it, I was, like, backtracking and looking around corners and trying to find nooks and crannies to see if there's hidden stuff. There's not. So if you're going to play this... Don't do it. Just keep trudging your way forward through the game. Anything that you need, you're going to come across on the main path. You don't really need to stray off the beaten path and try to find like hidden stuff anywhere. Um, so the game looks good, but as you if you go to those areas, like the corners or whatever, you, you can see like texture scenes and places where polygons don't line up correctly. But overall, I think it's a pretty good looking game. 
Uh, this is multi-platform, as you can see in the lower third there. It's available for PS4 and PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series. So this is one of those games that kind of straddles the line. But generally, for what most people would consider like a B-level style game, I think the game looks pretty darn good. Um, uh, what else is there to say about this? Um, I guess what I would say generally about this game is that it's a rare anymore anyway it's a rare game that puts fun above everything else it puts it above logic <laughs> because if you try to apply logic to this game none of it makes sense it's all it's all a reach but if you just put your brain on pause and just play through this game it's a lot of fun are there, I, are there levels that aren't orange yeah i mean as usual this b-roll is just the first hour of the game because we don't want to spoil stuff for you guys and it just so happens that this is like you're going through like a burning wasteland. Eventually, you end up like all over the place in this game. Um, so yeah, it does. It does um, ultimately change the palette from everything's it, on fire. It reminds me of something that would have come out on like the PS2. Yeah, I mean this is a not as an insult. No, no. Like yeah, I mean, but this is what I say when I talk about like God of War Ragnarok, and I'm like, it feels like an old game from like a, a different time. That's what I'm talking about. This game is very much like God of War. Again, it doesn't have the puzzles. Obviously, the presentation isn't anywhere in the same league as God of War Ragnarok, but the moment-to-moment -moment play in this game isn't that dissimilar, honestly. My, again, minus the puzzles. Um, the pacing is good. It keeps you moving along. The plot, as I said, is tongue-in-cheek. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and so you don't either as the player. There's lots of times where you'll laugh and chuckle while you're playing this game. It's stuff that you come across or stuff that just happens because, again, the combat in this game is so varied and you can do so much with it that you just suddenly will stumble across crazy stuff that happens in the game that you don't expect. Um, I'm pleasantly surprised by this game, Evil West. Now here's the here's the problem. It's sixty dollars, mm -hmm. dude. No way. I don't know what they're that thinking. Is, that is definitely what. I mean, I mean, I'm sure that that probably you know time, effort, money probably did add up to you know that kind of cost. Maybe like, it shouldn't. I have definitely. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've definitely like looked at this a couple times and thought about it, but yeah, full price. No way. Chase me away. I, I mean, if you if this was thirty dollars, I'd tell everyone of you to go buy it right now, like within within in a heartbeat. So if you ever see this game at thirty dollars, totally pick it up. Give Sixty dollars. Weeks. Yeah, it may be. Sixty dollars is ludicrous. I would never ever tell someone to spend sixty dollars on this game. Now I'll say this too: I haven't finished it yet, but I've already spent like a good like ten plus hours on this game. So it's not like a short little like four or five hour jaunt. Um, it has got some heft to it. So again, at thirty dollars, this would be an easy recommendation. But I will also say this: the timing isn't great because it's coming out right after God of War. So on PlayStation, this is a really hard sell. On Xbox, where you don't have God of War, maybe a little bit of an easier sell. Um, but I've had a lot of fun with this. I'm shocked at how much fun I've had with this. It's nice to Matt to just play something that's simple for once, where you're not like bogged down with like 80 systems and like 40 different things that you need to collect so that you can craft stuff. Like all the frivolities that in all honesty make a lot of modern games great. It's good to get a reprieve from those every once in a while. And I feel like we got a little bit of that playing God of War Ragnarok. It also isn't really bloated. Um, but this is cut even further to the bone. It's just a clean action-adventure game that you're absolutely right would not be out of touch during the PlayStation 2 era. It would fit right in with a lot of the better games from that era. So, again, it's Evil West. It's 60 bucks. It's, it's available for everything but Switch. I've had a lot of fun with it. Do not buy it 
for 60 bucks. If you see it for 30, buy it in a heartbeat. If you see it for 40, maybe start thinking about it. If you have a mm-hmm. proclivity for westerns or vampires or if you're just a big God of War fan and you, you own an Xbox and you're like, man, I don't really get any of that on my Xbox, this would be a pretty good choice for you. But otherwise, the pricing just makes it completely ridiculous. It's impossible to recommend at 60 bucks. And I don't know why they would price it that way. Maybe you're right, Matt. Maybe it took them three or four years to make this game. But if it did, that just means that they're not very good at their jobs. This game should not have taken that long to make. And they should have been able to make this game in such a way that selling it for 30 or $40 would still have turned them a profit. So um, hard to recommend at the current price. But as Matt said, by January, this will be down to 45 40 bucks is my guess. Yeah, this definitely seems like it's going to fall victim to the six weeks out and you get a $40 price yep. cut. Thing. And then probably another couple months after that, it'll probably be down to 30 So that's when I would recommend that you pick it up. Um, I think a lot of people will be pleasantly surprised by this game if they actually give it a go. But again, hard to recommend. When it's close as you're going to get to a Jonah Hex game anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I am surprised that there are, haven't been Cowboy Vampire video games. <laughs> They're running out of topics for games at this point, but they managed to find a new angle. Western is not really a very common setting. It's not. Why is that? Um, I think just because it's limiting in terms of, like, the hardware at your disposal. You need kind of a twist, like, this whole, like, oh, there's vampires and you have a magic gauntlet kind of thing. Yeah. I don't Um, think Gen Z cares all that much about cowboys either. No, it's probably not a lot. But it's starting. There's a little bit of that. You know, obviously Red Dead Redemption... Was, is a big hit yeah um that's obviously not a production value uh thing most other companies can match but you had this you had weird west earlier this year yep um it's, evil west weird west it, you know it's, it's <laughs> evil they should join forces there's some, there's some oh yeah i mean i think this is a very different take on that kind of thing weird west is more of a quiet eerie like lovecraft thing yeah. this is more just like rawr, it's, it's like it's like stephen king versus uh i don't know rob zombie at this point now i'll say this this studio's got something not necessarily with this franchise that like there will be an evil west 2 or whatever but they're pretty yeah, skilled if, if it was if it was easy to duplicate god of war more people would do it yeah i mean sort of like how you know for all the people all the shit people give bethesda how many skyrim clones are right because it's hard to make yeah yeah but this studio like i'll tell you what if i was playstation or nintendo or xbox i'd start looking at this studio for acquisition they yeah. can make high-quality games that look and play great. Um, they can't make them in enough time or in the amount of time that they should be able to make them right now, but you get them working with the mothership at PlayStation or Xbox, you'd be surprised how quickly they can improve their efficiency in game yeah, development. Yeah, I would say Microsoft would look at this for, like, you know, they don't have anyone that does... These types of games. These types of games. Also, I think there's there's a... There's something to be said for the idea that a Gears game should play more like this at this point. Yeah. As opposed to sort of the standard shooty, shooty, just always ducking behind a wall. And Um, also, if if I'm being really cynical, and I'm Sony, and I know that Sony Santa Monica doesn't want to be stuck making God of War for the rest of their existence, yeah, you could hand it off to these guys. Yeah, I'm really again, I'm really surprised at the quality of this game in general. Like, it just it it definitely was one of those things where I, I heard about it. And I'm like, that sounds like a cool idea. I'm sure it's not going to be as cool as that idea. Yeah. Like, the more I saw, I'm like, I didn't really. I, as it I, turns out, it is kind of that. Yeah, cool. I, I really didn't <laughs> see anything that like made my you know put red flags up, other than the whole like I don't think I want to pay sixty dollars for that. Yeah. But like you know all the pre-release stuff, all the marketing, like all the all the the trailers and stuff, I was like, this all looks 
pretty solid. Yeah. Like surprisingly it came out pretty solid. Good, man. Like that you look at especially you look at the the you know, little like cover thing in the in the digital store and you're just like, Oh, that's gonna be some kind of schlock. Yeah. And like no, it's like it actually it's it's doing it's doing the job. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, who uh, are Vincent you? brings who, up this is uh, Flying Wild Hog, which is the studio. Shadow Warrior. Okay. Yeah, the Shadow Warrior. That also guys. explains the Edgelord shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Somebody should probably look into buying that studio. Yeah. Because um, I'm guessing they didn't have a huge budget to make this game, and they still made something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, again, pricing puts it out of the realm of possibility for most people. Slagathor, Evil Dead West is a no brainer, literally. Mm hmm. <laughs> That's good, Slagathor. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that this studio could work on um, that would make a lot of sense. It's like the American version of uh, uh, The Order 1886. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, there you go. That is Evil West. Again, it's available for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. But it's 60 bucks. So what I would say is put a pin in it and try to remember this game. For yeah. early next year. Jump in on the Callisto, Pro- Callisto Protocol when you run out of stuff to do early next year while you're waiting for Zelda. You bring up another good point, though. That's another game that's going to compete with this game. They really found a poor window to release this game. And this is a game that probably would have done better if it released back in, like, June or July mm-hmm. or something. I'm sure it was a thing where it wasn't going to be ready for that, but you can't, like, delay this till like, next summer. Yeah. Because, like, if you delay too far here... You end up in one of the most dangerous Q ones yeah, of it's true. the industry's history. The murderers row. So, yeah. yep. So anyway, pleasantly surprised by it, but still not pleasantly surprised enough to tell you to well, buy it. Hopefully, for it's, 60 bucks. hopefully it's more of a thing where it's like, okay, we can get what we can get out of the sixty dollars price point, but when it drops to forty and thirty, we're still doing okay. Yeah. You know, hopefully it all kind of works out. I hope so. But if not, somebody should buy that studio. And uh, I would not Dark be surprised Watch. if they do. Dark Watch is a good good call. Dark Watch was the Capcom vampire western. Oh yeah, game. that's right. Yep, there are it, many. It, pro- it crops up once in a while. It's yeah. not not a common thing, but but every once in a while you get some kind of vampire supernatural western thing. That comes from Corey Film in chat, by the way. Yeah, it's no cowboys versus aliens, but <laughs> that was a good film. I enjoyed it. That's a that's a statement. You didn't like it at all. I was not impressed by it. No, it was disappointing, but I still enjoyed it. Comics better. Yeah, yeah. Harrison Ford can't save everything. No, no, he can't. <laughs> that's what that movie proved. Indiana, no, Indiana Jones four already told. Oh us yeah, that. yeah. I mean, and the old man jumping across the crates. I'll never forget that. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, okay, let's move on. We're, We're going to talk. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. Next year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think they'll keep him out of the action scenes, maybe for that. Well, one. they've uh, he's done some action scenes, but they've also digitally de-aged him for some stuff. Oh. and there's some there's they'll some thing, he's fighting Nazis again. It's oh. gonna be it's gonna be cool. I'm I'm 100 behind that. Uh, okay, next up, we're gonna talk about briefly. We're gonna talk about Black Friday, and it's not just an excuse for me to run our awesome Black Friday B-roll again. <laughs> It is awesome. Oh, yeah. I love running this every year because somebody new is always in chat that watches it and like freaks out. And usually there are people from Europe who are like, "What is? What's wrong with you, Americans?" Because <laughs> it's just insane. What, what isn't really? <laughs> it really is crazy. Um, so Black Friday, Cyber Monday was just yesterday. Black Friday obviously was on Friday, but really the Black Friday deals rolled around the entire weekend. Matt, did you find anything? Did you buy anything? Did you find no. any good deals? No. Me either. Although Nothing. I, did, I did just get a spam text for Cyber Monday deals. <laughs> yeah. as, no, you, it's as you said that. <laughs> I was everywhere. It's Giving Tuesday, you jerks. Yeah. I was everywhere. I could not find any good deals. There wasn't I went, much. 
I went to Newegg. They're like taking five dollars off of everything. I'm like, no, man. Even the game, like the the PSN and Xbox store sales were not particularly. No, they weren't great. And Amazon, Um, Amazon has just become too big. Actually, I did get. I got. uh, There's a site called My Medic that does like medical kits and stuff, and they had a good like big discounts Black Friday thing, and I ordered some stuff from them. That's it. Yeah. So so not anything fun. It wasn't like a. A gift for anybody. I'm just like, oh, I could probably use some medic, some first aid kits, and that was. I, I basically was a Resident Evil character for. for by, Black, by the way, Black people, everyone's putting her wig back on. Speaking of needing, speaking <laughs> of needing first aid kits, putting her wig back on. Did you see that? Oh yeah. Yeah, take care of it. This doesn't really happen that much anymore. I was just gonna say, like, it, this doesn't happen anymore. Matt, I drove by Best Buy on Monday. There was nobody there. Yeah. Watch this woman. She puts her wig back on. Because well, the deals aren't any better in person now. <laughs> They're all the same thing. Oh They're not. Like, there's no... Black Friday doesn't even exist anymore. Like, not I went really. to Amazon. It and was is like, Cyber Monday any, even any different? Does anything change? Yeah, I mean, they'll put up different deals. But that's the problem. It's become too confusing. It's too much. You go to Amazon, it's like... Here's our top 100 deals. Here's the lightning deals. And you go to the lightning deals and like either they end at a certain amount of time or they have a next num- X number of things that they sell. And once they've sold them all, they stop the deals. It's mm-hmm. like you have to like live on Amazon.com to get any of the decent deals. Yeah, like, these are these are this is all very old footage. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, this doesn't happen anymore. No, I, re- I mean, I remember... I'm not remember lamenting they, that it doesn't happen no, anymore. No, but you remember when they used to, like, stay open all night, and they'd open Thanksgiving Day, and, like, ruin, yeah. all, ruin all these employees' Thanksgivings. Yeah, they don't really do that anymore, either. No. They're closed I, on Thanksgiving well, for the well, most I part when, I do remember when I got my Wii U, I got it at 3 in the morning. It was Black Friday overnight. They, had the, they finally had, like, a decent sale on the one that came with Splatoon and Smash Brothers, so I went and got it at Target at, like, 3 in the morning. Yeah. No one was there. It was completely <laughs> empty, and I just walked in, grabbed it, and I got home, and something about it was broken. Like, there was something wrong, and I just took it back and, at, like, 4 in the morning and just got it again. Like, it was nothing. It was... Uh, Black Friday used to be insane. I mean, you're seeing this footage, obviously, yeah. and it shows you how insane it is. I worked at a mall... Um, when I was in high school at a record store called We Three Records, and Black Friday for us, it wasn't even that we just that we had good deals. It was just that people just shopped. Yeah, that was just the day you started buying your Christmas. And presents. it literally from the moment I walked in that store door, I stood at that register and never left because mm-hmm. there was a stream of customers at that register the whole time. Now keep in mind, this was before people shopped online, before Amazon, and everybody had to go to malls to get their Christmas gifts. And people just don't have to do it, and they just don't do it anymore. Like, I couldn't believe, Matt, there was the Best Buy parking lot wasn't even full. Yeah. There was like There's 30% no of the parking lot was empty. You don't have to go to a store to do that anymore. It's yeah. all online. Sometimes Best Buy, Best Buy still does make you go mm-hmm. to the store for some of its deals. Like, you will need to be there, like, on Thursday night yeah. at midnight waiting but in line. But also, generally, people have kind of come around to the idea that it's just not worth it. Yeah. Like, it's... it's is it worth it to save $100? Now, some families it is, because... Some, yeah, but, like, I mean, I don't know what caused this. I know. You know like... I mean, what's, what is there that's making those people, like, mosh pit for it? That's, I think it looks like a phone of some yeah, kind. It's just crazy. And earlier, it was definitely some kind of tablet and TVs. Yeah. 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 Faradol says um, he had a friend who worked at retail, and on Black Friday, it was completely dead. I'm not surprised. 
Um, Shneeky says Black Friday is just a marketing gimmick now. I mean, Black Friday is just, it's a dog whistle to let everybody know that they should go to their online retailers and maybe try to get deals for a couple days. That's mm-hmm. all it is. There is no Black Friday really anymore. It's, yeah, that's not where margins are made anymore. No, it's not. It and now, you know... Ten years ago. Because Amazon also does a Black Friday in the middle of the year called Cyber Whatever. where yeah. they So they do like a couple sales like this. Day and and Prime Day. and all that stuff. So it's just kind of lost its impact. But Matt, I was shocked that I did not buy a single thing. Because I'm also looking like... What I do is during these sales, I'll buy stuff on Amazon and I'll have it shipped to my mom's house. Mm. And that way, like all the toys and stuff for my nephews and nieces are waiting at my mom's house whenever I get there and I can wrap it and put it under the tree and off I go. I couldn't even find good deals on any of the stuff for my nieces and nephews. Like, yeah. Well, even also like a lot of the Black Friday deals happen like a week before Black Friday now. Like, yeah. Like, a lot of stuff goes up early. Like, yeah. It just starts in November now. The other thing too is that like normally, like around this time of year, there are just dozens and dozens of articles from various gaming websites that run down all the Black Friday deals. And there weren't any because there weren't any great Black Friday deals. Nintendo bundled together Switch and Mario Kart again Mm -hmm. for like the fourth Christmas in a row. Like they're not even trying anymore. It's, It's really weird to see how big a deal this was not that long ago. And now it just it's like it's non-existent. And I don't even care about all this nonsense. I was never a part of this stuff. Like all, I, these, all these people are in their fifties now. Yeah, they are. I don't think this footage is that old, but the other stuff was from twenty twelve. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ten years ago. That's about when this was like insane. Because and the crazy part is Amazon and stuff existed back then. Yeah, but it wasn't as ubiquitous and wasn't as yeah. as convenient. people. I don't think a lot of people didn't trust it as much as they do now. Like my wife's parents still don't trust putting a credit card on the internet. <laughs> they don't. Okay. They will not buy anything with a credit card online. They still won't. That's the thing I will always use online because yeah. that's yeah. the easiest one to get reverse charges and, and right. fixed. I know. Yeah. Well, they'll have what they do is they have us buy it and they give us the cash for the stuff. <sighs> they just do not trust it. They think someone's going to get their card and go on a vacation or whatever. There's a lot of misinformation out there. You know the only particularly place, if you're older. You know the place I've only gotten uh, I have my card stolen gas pumps. Yeah. That's it. Skimmers. The, the fake skimmers. That's, yep. that's it. Yep, you're right. Not on the line. Um, Contano says, if you use an app like Honey, you can see prices go up on Amazon before Black Friday and then return to normal price and being called on sale. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's lame. This has been the worst Black Friday in memory, at least the late 90s, early aughts. Black Friday brawls were a form of tragic stimulation. <laughs> <laughs> and some of those deals were like, you know, like some of the, like the Best Buy stuff, like some of these fights are over like... They're over like a thousand dollar TV where they gave they had ten that were a hundred dollars. Right. The yeah. first ten people get a hundred dollar. Yeah. And like that was you know okay that's a deal. That's why people would that's fight. Why people were in. <laughs> it's like this is your yeah it's like a lot of the people with their budgets like it's like you that's your chance to get that TV or you will never have that you'll TV. never get it. Yeah. And I look I I'm from Central Pennsylvania. There's a lot of people who are who live hand to mouth there. Even people mm-hmm. who have like decent jobs because a decent job there pays you like thirty grand a year. So even people there that have jobs where you'd be like, oh, you have a pretty good job. You find out how much they make and you're like, oh, my God, dude. Like, how are you surviving? People like that, man. <laughs> they're the people that if, like, they don't get she, that TV. She's that my discount. favorite in all of this B-roll is that one woman who won't let go of the man who has yeah. the bike. <laughs> like, what are you going like, to do, lady? What are you going to do, lady? Are you going to follow me all the way home? <laughs> Look at this brawl. It's just insane. Over Air a TV. Joy. Over a TV. <laughs> it's just nuts. 
But I mean, this is the truth, though. I mean, there's a lot of people who do not have a lot of money, and like, this is their one chance to get that thing yep. at that price. And if they don't get it, they're not getting it. So. I try not to make fun of people in these situations because they just want good stuff for themselves and for their kids and they can't really afford it. So it's, um, it is what it is, but I'm glad that this stuff doesn't happen anymore. Now you can get all the deals online and the shipping is free. And I think that's been a big reason why people have moved to ship yeah. to buying online. Some they have to that, pay for shipping anymore. Some of that stuff took a lot of time to change. I'm, I, I was finding, uh, these, these articles from the mid nineties, like early internet stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the response articles about the rise of the internet, basically. Yeah. And people talking about shopping you know, before Amazon was a thing, as eBay was starting to get started. And, you know, all these, like, industry and, like, financial experts saying, like, you know, online shopping will never be a mass market thing because nobody's ever going to want to just buy something without seeing it in touching person it. first. Yeah. Touching it. And it's just like, whoops. Well, what a lot of people do is they use the brick and mortar stores like Best Buy mm-hmm. to go and check it out. And then they leave and go well, buy many, it on Amazon. Hasn't almost everyone done the thing where you see a thing in a store, you're like, oh, that's cool. How much is that on Amazon? Oh, yeah. And, like, if it's, and a lot of times, it's cheaper. It usually is. And yeah. you just order it on your phone and walk out of the store. And every time I don't do that, I'm like, oh, I'll support the brick and mortar. I'll do it. Yeah. Especially if it's like a locally owned store. And, I come yeah. and once in a while, I'm like, that was 30 bucks cheaper on Amazon. Yeah. That was you feel stupid. burned. You're like, yeah, I didn't was... want to tip them that much. Yeah, like, exactly. Ten bucks is cool, but thirty—that's a lot, man. Yeah, I should have looked at that before I did. Yeah, yeah. So that I happens just... to me a lot in Pennsylvania because there's lots of mom pa like stores yeah. there. Like, and in I our do that. Some, you know, like there's things where I'm like, okay, I'll look at that, or I'll look, okay, it's five bucks less on Amazon. I'll I'll get no it big here. deal. Yeah. Or if it's like something I want in good condition. Yeah. You know, it was a gift or something. Mm-hmm. I have I ordered a. One you don't of, want to be shipped. I ordered one of those ornaments. It was an out of out of print ornament for a gift and it um it was like a you know it was a 15 dollar hallmark ornament that was going for 50 bucks because it's been out of print for like three years Mm -hmm. and i ordered it on amazon for like 55 bucks and it showed up in an envelope oh my god it was crushed like it, it like i'm like you can't i wouldn't take this for myself alone give it to somebody why would somebody ship it's it like so, that and it wasn't one of amazon it was like wasn't amazon it, it was, was a like third, one party. Of third party and i just sent it back and returned and i got it off ebay <laughs> and the ebay seller put in a package box it well because you can box. review them. yeah because you yeah. can review them and so I just, I, <laughs> it's the, the only difference. time I've ever sworn in, in an Amazon <laughs> refund request. I'm just like, I was just like, it's like, think, you know, secondary market price, inflated price. for the, 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 And at the end of it, I just like, give me a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's Black Friday or the lack of Black Friday. It really just doesn't exist anymore. Um, you'll only, you have to remember it now only through our B-roll. This is on our TriCaster of the heyday of Black Friday. I'm not complaining. What I'm really complaining about is that there were no good deals. Yeah, there just wasn't. I mean, you could also kind of say that, the, that there are good deals all year now. Right. If you, if you, if you pay attention. It right. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, Schneeky says, every time I try to support my local store, I get ripped off. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. just the way it is. You know... If you're going to the mom pa store, you're gonna pay a little pay more a for something. You're just gonna have to. Like either you wanna, you're willing to pay that extra amount to support people in your community, or mm. you're not. And I don't begrudge you if you don't. Like, I'm never gonna begrudge someone for trying to save money. I'm just not. So, um, it's you know, if you can afford to help your local retailers and your local mom pa stores, then do it. And if you can't, don't, and that's fine. So, yeah. Uh, just I was wanted to look through chat and see if anybody got any good deals but i don't see any nobody is like i got a good deal no no 
Time Zinni, I ruined so many holidays working retail when they hadn't learned to limit stock to what was on hand and had back orders for cheap DVD players, half of which fell apart or otherwise broke within the first two months after they actually ended up getting them. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too, is like we've said this before, I think, on the show, but it's expensive to be poor because mm-hmm. when you're poor, you can't ever afford to buy the better stuff. So you buy the cheaper stuff and it breaks quickly. And so you have to buy it again. And mm-hmm. so you ultimately, you end up spending the same amount for two crappy things that you would have if you just bought the one good thing, but you couldn't afford to chuck out that money all at once. So it's, again, it's very hard. If you're poor, it's very hard to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, as some people like to say, and uh, make it happen because it's expensive to be poor because you're constantly buying bad food. Yep. You're buying bad products. You're buying crappy cars that are lemons. You're buying used cars that you buy them. And every three months, there's something going wrong with them. It's expensive to mm-hmm. be poor. That so. was uh, Terry Pratchett's Discworld has a thing about that where I read when I was young and about Vimes, the, the guard. And he needs to buy new boots. And uh, the, there's, he can get boot, really good leather boots, and he can get uh, cheaper boots with cardboard soles. And the cardboard soles boots cost like ten bucks and last a year, and the nice boots cost fifty bucks, but they last ten years. And so he has to buy a new set of boots every year to, for the cardboard ones. So in ten years, he spent a hundred dollars, and the rich guy has spent fifty dollars. Yeah, that's how it works. Because he just can't afford that all at once. Appliances like yeah. washer and dryers, um, dishwashers like fridge refrigerators that stuff you spend an extra like four hundred dollars on that stuff it lasts you the rest of your yeah. life you spend the four hundred dollars less in five years is broken and you have to go buy another expensive piece it's, it's just the way it is unfortunately mm-hmm. so i don't begrudge anyone who scraps to try to save a dollar um because also just, those deals just don't exist they don't they're not black you know because that used to be a thing, like you know, people are scrapping for TVs and but also like there were amazing deals on like washer dryers and mm-hmm. dishwasher, you know, like actual home appliances, things that like yeah. would make a difference yeah. like the rest of the year. Yeah, and you don't really see that much anymore. Nope. And I, I, I mean, they're on sale, but they're not on sale like in any different way than they would be like in Memorial Day, right? Or something. If they just know? had like a Memorial Day sale yeah. or a Labor Day sale or whatever, it's all kind of the same. So if you're out there scrapping for every dollar, Godspeed. I hope you're doing okay, and I hope you did okay on Black Friday. But for me, man, it was a wash. I didn't. I mean, I haven't even seen any articles about Black Friday in general, other than to say Black Friday barely seems like it happened. It exists this year. anymore. Yep. Okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about another game that feels like a throwback, and it's also a third-person action game that borders on being an action RPG. And that game is Gungrave. Mm-hmm. Gore. Matt, this really feels like something that was made for the PS2 because there were two PS2 Gungrave games. And Matt, here's the thing. They weren't good. No, they weren't. <laughs> how did this game How did this game Gun, exi- how does Gun, this game exist? Gungrave is based on another pro- on an outside property. That's why. Yeah. Gungrave is a manga or something yeah. like that. So it's still got fans somewhere. Does it? I guess, <laughs> I don't know. It is um, like this. This is crazy for. A I never sequel. liked these games. Well, the, I much. think the original came out in two thousand two or two thousand four. Two thousand two was right. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. It was early, early when I was at Tech TV. Yeah. I so it's that. twenty years later that they're releasing a sequel to that game. Well, there was that another didn't one sell in the first place. Well, there was another one in there too. There Maybe was, the other one was two thousand four. Yeah, they were both PS two. Yeah, they were both right in there. And I don't know if this is connected to those games outside of just it's the same IP. Um, oh, it is. It followed the plot starts directly after the last game. Is that because of the last game, or is it because it's adapting the same source material, and that's where the story goes? I don't know. 
I, I, think, I, I honestly this, don't know the answer Because I that. think this was an anime or a manga or something. I'm so, sure it was. So they might just be doing that, following but the, that. But the story in this game picks up right at the end of the story of the last video game. Hmm. There's a You can watch a video that catches you up on what happened before the events of this game. Uh, so is this Sega? Because um, they made the originals. The that's a games. good question. I don't know who published this. Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember the boot-up screen. I don't know. To remember who published it. I don't know. Um, I kept think, thinking that in my head every time I'd see it on the, the store coming soon mm-hmm. thing, and then I just wouldn't bother to... I mean, you would think it would be Sega, but I'm not 100% sure. Seems like something they'd do. Yeah. Um, Swanland says they should have left this franchise in the grave. I don't agree with that, honestly. I was uh, not quite to the extent of Evil West, but I was also kind of pleasantly surprised by this game. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. This this has deeper RPG elements. This one really does border on being an action RPG. There are probably too many skill trees in this that you need to max out. And a lot like Evil West, this is also a game where you get like to a certain point into it and you just forget like everything because there's just they pile so much onto you very quickly and very very early into the game. Um, you play as the stoic and mute Graves. He never says a word. I think he grunts and maybe he says a couple of other things. Um, Vincent says that it's published by Prime Matter, a division of Embracer. Hmm. Yeah. It's been uh, in development since 2018, he says. So, yeah, it's been a while. This game does not... <laughs> this does not demonstrate a game that was in development for four years. I'll just tell you that right off the top. Uh, but you play as the stoic and mute Graves... Um, and the plot and everything in this is is ripped like straight out of like a turn of the century anime. It is weird to talk about Y2K as turn of the century, mm-hmm. and I think that's the first time I've ever done it. But <laughs> now that we're at 2022, it actually makes sense. Um, but it does like the story and the plot feel like it was ripped straight out of like an anime that I would watch like right from, after Vampire Hunter D from, from the late 1900s. Right. <laughs> pretty much yeah. like the matrix it's pretty funny to say that at this point but yeah um, um there's a drug called seed that is turning people into monsters and is being sold by basically the mob and they're called the raven clan i feel like that was the name or the title of the second one Gungrave seed or something like that maybe seed core core something like that I no I, I think you may be right actually that sounds familiar to me yeah um, so anyway, the, the drug is being sold by the Raven Clan, so Grave heads to, <laughs> to a town called Scumland to take them down. Um, there's, it's, it's weird. Like, if you're watching the opening cinematic, it's like Grave is part of this weird, like, PMC, like a paramilitary corporation. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of, like... Late 90s anime loves that shit. <laughs> it does. So there's lots of, like, people talking to him and him, like, putting his finger up to his ear. And there's a girl that's always saying, you need to do this. You need to do that. Blah, blah, blah. He's a part of, like, this military group, but he's the heavy. Like, they all sit in their air-conditioned offices and watch what he does while he goes out and handles business. So anyway, he heads to Scumland to take down the Raven Clan and stop the flood of the seed drug. Um, he has dual pistols. And he also overdose. Overdose. That was the sequel. Okay, Um, he has dual pistols and he has a coffin on his back. You may have seen in that opening cinematic, he flies down to earth in that opening cinematic is pretty awesome, by the way. Uh, But he flies down to earth in the coffin and like explodes out of the coffin and like snaps the dude's neck. 
But it's not just to travel through space. He also uses the coffin as a melee weapon. There's a funny part early in the game, Matt, where there's a doorway, and I tried to go through the doorway, and the coffin, like, kept me from being able to go through the doorway. (laughs) And I thought, wait a minute, like, I need to, like, pick the coffin up, or maybe I need to melee attack while I try to go through the door. As it turns out, I just shouldn't go through that door at all. But it totally, like, caught me off guard. It was pretty weird. Okay, so apparently it did begin as an as a game and became an anime and okay. From so it that, did the reverse. Yeah, it went the other way, which is unusual. From this yeah. guy who who made Trigun, which tr- tracks. I yeah, know, I remember that game. Do you know what or that anime? Do you know what gore stands for? No. Gunslinger of Resurrection. What's the E? The second the E in Resurrection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And there was a VR game for PSVR, which I completely forgot. There was, yeah. That wasn't not that long ago. That just came out. This yep. thing will not go away. It's, it's like syphilis. Uh, so as I said, Grave has dual pistols and he has the coffin. He uses the coffin for melee, as you can see. Also, it doubles as... It gives you the ability to um, swat away missiles. So enemies have rocket launchers or whatever that they launch at you. You can use the coffin, if you time it right... To send the missiles flying back at the enemies, it'll blow the enemies up. He never gains any other weapons throughout the game. So I said that this game actually has like some pretty big skill trees. It does, but it's all for his abilities with his existing weapons. They're not, you don't get any new ones as you play through the game, which is a little weird. Um, the game has lots of diving and dodging while you're shooting, but there's no like bullet time. There's nothing that like slows down time or whatever. The shooting looks ridiculous. This game also, after a while, you start to figure out that for the most part, you can just use the dual pistols and get through the whole game. Now, certain enemies, like the guys with shields, you have to hold down the fire button and then release it. So you charge it up, and then that takes down their shields, and then you can jump in and attack them. But for the most part, like you can just fire the guns. But they just start piling stuff on. Like There's this other thing that you can do where if you stand still and you spam the fire button, he does this weird... like. And you'll start seeing through the B-roll. It's just like every clip is a brand new attack. That's how much stuff there is in the combat system in this game. But if you stand still and just basically button mash the fire button, he does this weird like thing where he gets like seven arms and like shoots the gun in like every direction. And it just keeps adding and adding and adding onto this game. But uh, again... The, the death tornado, yes. Death tornado, yeah. Um, yeah, there's, the, the amount of moves in this is just insane. And it just keeps going. You're like, okay, I think I remembered that. And then five minutes later, they give you something else. And you're like, oh, now I forgot the thing that I just learned like 20 minutes ago. It is like, I would argue it's too much, honestly. Um, So I said you can use the coffin for melee, but it feels terrible. You feel completely disconnected from the melee combat in this. And you can see there's finishers. So if you get the enemies down to where they're in a staggered state, you can either hit RB to finish them, or you can click the left stick. Clicking the left stick makes them just basically evaporate into a blood cloud. And using the RB, I believe you throw them, if I remember correctly. But again, there's so much in this game, it's hard to remember everything that you can do in it. Um, Also, for once in this game, you are the bullet sponge instead of the enemies being the bullet sponge. Like, there are some rooms in this game where it's just flooded with like 40 or 50 enemies i'm not exaggerating and they're just shooting you from every direction you're like oh i'm dead but you're not like so you have the blue meter which is your shield and then once the shield is depleted it starts taking away from the red bar which is your actual health bar 
but I never died in this game. Like, you can just take so much damage. And even once you get to your health bar, you can see already my health bar is starting to rebound. Even though I'm still taking damage off of my shield. It is very, very generous as far as, like, how they handle the health in this game. You feel like you're getting overwhelmed a lot in this. But if you really just keep your head, again, I have not died playing this game. Even though there's some scenes where it looks like you probably should die. Um, this also has grapple in it. You can grapple enemies and pull them to you. Then you can use them as human shields, if you, as you just saw right there. Again, just piling on the options for the combat, and a lot of it, ultimately, you don't feel like you need by the time you get to the end of the game. Um, I feel like in this situation, you'd at least get something on your glasses. What, blood? Over the course yeah. of what he's doing here. <laughs> you think... Um, so there is no manual aiming in this. You can generally point the reticle in an area, but the, the aiming just takes over. It's a very, very generous auto-aim. After you play the game for a while, you start to kind of learn how it works, though. And you start to get good with the auto-aim, if that makes any sense. Like, you start to learn, like, how close your reticle needs to be for it to lock on to a specific enemy and start attacking that enemy. And it takes a little while to get the hang of it, and it can be a little annoying until you do. But again, very hard to die in this game. Um, there's finishers, as I mentioned. Either you can click the stick or you can use the shoulder button. Both of them are really gory. One throws, one smashes the enemy. Um, I already talked about how you can charge your pistol shots to drop the shield, so you can attack enemies with the shields. And there's also these crazy demolition shots you'll see here in a minute where you kind of conjure things. And like the first one that I get that you'll see in the B-roll, I conjure like a big missile that you can throw. You may have already actually seen it in the B-roll. Yeah, he's done that a couple times. Okay. Um, but yeah, those are called demolition shots and you get those new ones as you play through the game. And the first one is that missile. As I said, you can use enemies as human shields. Um, there's a like a counter in this game. You've probably seen it on the right uh, side of the screen called the, and it's called the beat count. Um, and basically, you just want to keep shooting enemies, and your count goes up, and your beat count goes up. And if you stop, the chain breaks, and you have to start all over. And it doesn't take long. Literally, like, a couple seconds of not fighting, of not shooting enemies will break the chain. However, they've designed the levels in a pretty smart way, Matt, so that they have stuff for you to shoot in the corridors. So as you're running from, like, one big fight to another, you're shooting the stuff in the corridors to keep the beat count going. So that you can get a higher art score when you finish the game. And that matters because your art score determines how many points you get, as you're seeing right now, the, how many points that you get to upgrade his abilities. And again, you're not getting new weapons. You're just upgrading your existing weapons or your existing abilities to make them more powerful. But all of those upgrades depend on how stylishly, quote unquote, you play the game, a.k.a. how good you are at stringing together the combos, really. I've not been a big fan of combo shooters in the past. No. Bulletstorm didn't really trip my trigger. What was that other one where the whole game was like a combo-based shooter? Uh, the club? Maybe. Where it's just like a shooting yes. gallery? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like that Neither of those games really clicked with me all that much. I ignored it. I was still getting like A and B ranks playing without worrying about like stringing together my combos. So it's not necessary. And I never got to a point where I was like, man, I really need to upgrade my character because I can't hang anymore. Um, the way it's balanced, like you don't even really need the upgrades all that much to keep making progress through the game. Um, what else should I mention? Oh, there's a rage mode where you <laughs> you click both the sticks and you, your damage output out increases. Um 
Yeah, you can level both your stats and your abilities. Again, it's just like almost too much. You're managing combos, specials, supers. Is there? It's just insane. And the crazy part too is that you can respec everything whenever you want. I don't know why more games don't allow you to do this. It does seem like it's more common now than it used to be. Um, but in this game, you can completely respec your character at any point and not lose any of the points that you've earned throughout the game. I think every game should be that way. And again, this game teeters right on the edge of being an action RPG. Um, otherwise, I mean, the presentation looks pretty good. You're seeing it now. It runs well. This is what I was talking about earlier when I said if you just spam the fire button, he shoots off, like, uh, has multiple arms and shoots in every direction. That's it. You can see the beat score there on the right going up. Um, and that's what you want to keep going up if you want to get big scores when you finish the level. But again, if you don't attack anyone for a couple seconds, it goes right back to zero, so you have to stay on it. But yeah, the presentation, I think, is pretty good. The music is really annoying. Like, I'm, I don't really have anything against metal, but it's just bad metal. And I don't know if there's anything worse than bad metal. Hmm. <laughs> Other than, like, country, western, or R&B music, I don't think there's any music I hate more than really bad metal. And this game has plenty of it. The voice acting is kept to a minimum because he doesn't talk. He literally says nothing throughout the entire game. He's kind of like that... Um, is there a chance we could get him as a guest protagonist in a Need for Speed game? <laughs> That's pretty good. He reminds me of uh, the protagonist, and I use that word very loosely, in um, what was that movie or that game called Anger or whatever? Hatred. Hatred, yeah. Yeah, that one that was like banned in like seven countries or whatever. Obviously, this is anywhere near as violent, but he reminds me of the character that you play as in that game. He doesn't say anything. He's just like ripping people's arms off and he does it without saying a word, which is a little creepy, but that's the character. Also like Evil West, the level design in this is very simple. This game also has waypoints, but it doesn't need them. Like you can see that yellow arrow there that's telling you like which direction you need to go. It doesn't need them. The levels are entirely linear. You always know which direction you're supposed to be going. Um, I guess the big question for me is, like, would I recommend this game or Evil West? Because let's be honest, they're very similar, and they came out, like, within days of each other and within days of God of War, because this is also a little bit similar to God of War as well. Um, but the big difference here is that it is cheaper. It's $50 instead of $60, <laughs> which I also would never recommend that you spend money on. And it, I'll be honest with you, I would spend $60 on Evil West before I spent 50 on this. Now we'll say if you I can are, agree with that. Now we'll say Just this. Looking at them. If you're a fan of anime and manga, then this will appeal you to you more. There's lots of well. awkward cinematics and like weird pauses in the dialogue and like this, I don't this, know. This series always was schlock yeah. to me. Like, I, I can't believe it came back. It's hard to believe that twenty years later they decided it was a good idea to make a sequel. It almost feel like this was like a development team that they put on this project to see what they are capable of before they put them on something else because the kids don't know what the gun grave is, Matt. I barely know what the gun grave is, and I've been doing this all along. So, I don't know. I guess I would say I was slightly pleasantly surprised by this. It was definitely better than I thought it was going to be, but it is a mindless third-person shooter for the most part. Uh, but it also strips out a lot of the nonsense out of a lot of modern games. So if you're getting burnt out on having to craft in every game and collect stuff in every game that you play, this is a nice reprieve from that. But, again, it's competing with God of War. It's competing with Evil West. And I would pick those two games over this in a heartbeat. Um, another game is priced way too high. $50 is insane for this game. It should be $30, $25, something like that. 
but it's not. It's 50 bucks. I feel like they're just trying to make a couple extra bucks around the holidays, and then they'll probably drop the prices of both of these games drastically once we get into 2023. Do you have any questions about this game, Matt? Nope. Yeah, it's kind of what you see is what you get. Yeah, it's seemed pretty. I didn't have any questions about it when I first saw it in the lineup on the coming soon. <laughs> I was like, nope, never going to play that. Yep. This is also, by the way, if you you don't you don't have to spend money on this if you own an Xbox or you're or a PC player with Game Pass because this is on Game Pass. So you can give it a free whirl if you want to. Um, if you're a PlayStation owner or a PC owner and you don't have Game Pass, um, then you have to spend the 50 bucks, which I, again, do not recommend. Is it worth downloading on Game Pass? Yeah, probably. I mean, because it's not like Game Pass is loaded with great stuff right now either. Like, you're probably finished with Pentiment at this point. Most people are. This is a certainly a shift from that. I mean, let's be honest, though. Game Pass, it's not been a great year for Game Pass. I feel like a lot of times I'm struggling to find stuff to play on there. So, I mean, sadly, this is probably one of the better new games on Game Pass. So I would probably say, yes, yeah, worth downloading and play it for an hour or two and see if it clicks with you or not. Or go read a book or something. Yeah, or do something more edifying, maybe. You don't always have to play a video game. No, you're right. You do get to a certain point where you're like, is it worth it to do something else? Like, for me, would it be better that I spent this time, like, DJing or doing something? like? Yeah, it probably would have been. But this mm-hmm. is my job. So it's what I do. <laughs> I play games that I probably shouldn't be playing. And this is one of them, Gungrave Gore. So um, definitely do not pay for this game. Uh, if you like anime and manga, you like what you're seeing in this B-roll, and you're a Game Pass subscriber, download it. Play it for a couple hours, see what you think. <laughs> or maybe just talk to someone. Or about... maybe just go outside and touch grass. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be a very popular statement for Gen Z these days. To go out and touch grass. Because I, I think it makes sense in a lot of cases. And this is one of them there's no grass in that game you'll notice there is eventually eventually yeah yeah it, th- that you game gotta, ends up going like all over levels. the place hmm. over time it's not just all like industrial complexes and whatever so there you go that's Gungrave gore stay away from it maybe 20 30 bucks if you see it next year in a sale or something like that pick it up but for right now it is a hard pass there's just too many better options available right now for yeah. about the same price yeah, just wait a couple of days and get callisto protocol or Marvel. and you still got god of war i mean god there's just so there. many better options it's just the, it's unfortunate that both of these games have come out when they did um but i'm sure the publisher is like nope gotta get them out at christmas we'll get like paint a picture <laughs> yeah do something go for Make a run music. do anything <laughs> ride a like, bike yeah <laughs> yep uh okay let's see how we're doing for time here okay we're gonna have to call it we do have we did have an extra topic but we have to cut it because we're running over time uh we were going to discuss briefly the fact that it appears that the ftc is going to block They're, they won't everyone seems to think it's happening they won't you the, don't think they will that they, they might like put some kind of like question questioning in for that but like if they do microsoft can just re like reappeal and you but can't, they have to, here's the thing matt they have a deadline of July, mm-hmm. and the stuff that the regulatory. By the way, this is we're talking about Xbox, Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. They have until July of next year to make the deal happen. If it doesn't, they have to renegotiate the deal all mm-hmm. over again. Which who knows what the financial climate will be at that point? It could be way more expensive to buy Activision Blizzard at that point. It could be cheaper. Probably There's no cheaper. way to know, but. but- it could put a wrench in the whole deal. And the way the regu- regulatory bodies are saying, like, mm. they could very easily delay all this until July. Uh, I mean, if they wanted to, I guess. But, like, there's no real reason to do it except to be a dick to Microsoft, which, you know, sure. 
but like there's no grounds to block this like it makes no sense it's it's, it's just being silly I, it, it sucks it, it, it's just they're, they're just like kind of gesturing in the direction of acting like they're doing a job but like it, this is they let way 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 more antitrust style things go through i know then this is not it's so weird it has nothing to do with anything it's just it's just weird it's tough you ran out of time because i did a lot of homework for this topic i have tons of notes well it'll come up again i promise yeah. but i did a lot of work for this episode and now it's just gonna go to waste but um it's insane like if you the more you dig into it the more insane it is that they're gonna block this deal or try to block this deal i don't know what is going on like why the ftc is stepping There's probably up. some money flying around behind the scenes and i don't know shit. but it doesn't make any sense because this deal should absolutely go through and playstation is just being to- really scummy through this whole thing as well i mean yeah, i get they're, it they're, they're throwing a lot of disinformation in there and it's working to some degree because the people that make these decisions don't know anything about this industry or, or any that's of what the they're talking about because so. here's the thing matt like even if this deal goes through xbox will still be smaller than playstation right in every metric it makes no sense. Something weird is going on here. But anyway, we're out of time. We can't discuss it as much as we wanted to, but we did bring it up at least. It's really crazy what's going on with this deal. Um, we'll touch on it again as we get more information, but for right now, that's all we can discuss. Um, okay. It's time to move on to name that game. I don't know if you guys remember last week, but it did not go well. <laughs> Okay, so last week, I made a mistake. Honestly, it was my mistake. It was the first time we had done Name That Game in, like, weeks because I was on vacation and then I had COVID. And I didn't say before it started that if you had won already, do not play, even though I've said that every time we've done it and people should have remembered it, it's still my fault for not mentioning it. So Name That Game is a game where I show you five screenshots and you try to guess the name of the game before Matt Kyle. Um... Now, some things we gotta mention here again. If you've won this year, do not play. Do not type anything into the chat. Just sit back and let other people play. Now, truth is, in about 30 days, when the year turns over, everyone's gonna be eligible again. So these last few episodes are the last few where everybody can't play. Um, But please, if you've won, do not guess. Just do not play at all because you're gonna clue people in on what the game might be. So just chill out. So anyway, I show you five screenshots. You try to guess it before Matt. You guys win all ties. The winner gets a free game, courtesy of Swanlin, who you may see in chat, so you might want to thank him. Um, I see already Emperor Dread has guessed Body Harvest. No, that's wrong. Someday, you will be right, and you probably won't be here. (laughs) The day I pick Body Harvest, Emperor Dread won't make it to watch the show live. So anyway, you check out the five screenshots. Try to guess the name of the game before Matt. You guys win all ties. If you've won already, do not play. Just sit back and chill. And I think that's it. Did I forget any other rules, Matt, that could ruin the game? I think that's it. Okay, so we are ready for the first screenshot of Name That Game. Oh, there was something I should have mentioned. Mm -hmm. The chat's on slow mode. So don't carpet bomb chat with game names just trying to guess the game. You get one guess every 60 seconds, so make it count. All right, and with that, we are ready. Here is the first screenshot for Name That Game and... Go. Justin Horman, Mischief Makers, definitely not. <laughs> shake, 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 shake. Mm-hmm. Kind of looks like Ghost of Tsushima. Not Ghost of Tsushima. But I can see where you might say that. 
Red Dead 2, no. Witcher 3, no. 50 Cent. Wampler always guesses 50 Cent. Nope. Elden Ring, no. Oblivion, no. Far Cry 2, no. Fantasy Star Online 2, no. Far Cry 3, no. Crisis 2, no. Red Dead Redemption yeah, 1, no. It's not the Crisis engine. PUBG, no. Far Cry, no. And remember, you do have, if you're guessing a franchise, you do have to guess the correct number of the franchise. LX1, no. What's up, JJ Forcebreaker? Welcome to the chat, man. I see it's your first time. Chevelle Man says, Far Cry 5, no. Fight. Red Dead 2, no. Are we sure it's not Body Harvest? It is not. All right, here comes screenshot number two. Ready and go. Death Stranding, no. This should honestly give it away. And it did. Mm. Mitchell is alive. Final Fantasy 15. Yep. That was, I did a bad job. I should not have used that screenshot for the second one. As soon as I saw it on the big screen here, I was like, oh, that's going to give it away. <laughs> and it did. Is, is that the crab? It's No, it's the one iconic screenshot that has them standing next to a lake and then the big creature standing in the lake. Mm. And I, I, that was my mistake. But anyway, Mitchell is alive. You won. Congratulations. And not that many people guessed it, actually. Uh, and I was going to say the second screenshot made the game look Japanese. Interesting. Well, this is the second screenshot. But this, do you think this made the game look Japanese? I gotta save Body Harvest for the very last show. Yeah. Uh, that monster design looks Japanese. It has, a, uh, it definitely has like an, an Asian flair to it somehow. I don't know what, the, I don't know what the difference is. I don't know why there's like a creature design, creature design certain elements you can about tell. it. Yeah. I'll show you the rest of the screenshots for fun, and I'll like just. Japanese by the way, developers love spikes. Yeah. Western developers like slime. You know. Interesting. <laughs> um, by the way, I always feel like I failed if we don't make it past the third screenshot. So I failed this time. I feel like uh, here's the third screenshot. Hmm. So the foot and the foliage. You guys guess a lot of games just based on the foliage. It's really amazing. Like I can just show you guys like a ground texture, and you guys know what it is. It's really crazy. I mean, I knew I'd played it. I knew it was an open world game I'd played from that first screenshot. I just didn't know yeah what it was. It's hard just looking at grass. I've also tried to forget that game as best I could. Yeah. So. Here's the fourth one, and that, that is the gas the, station. The yeah. gas station sign. I feel like that one definitely would have given it away. And if that one didn't, this one definitely would have. The boys playing pinball, hmm. which was a big part of the game. So there you go. Final Fantasy 15. Mitchell is alive is our winner. Congratulations once again. And I'm assuming your name is Mitchell. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it could be or it could not be. Um, but if your name is Mitchell, uh, just send us a direct message here on Twitch. Uh, you can send me a DM on Twitter at Dinfire. You can send Sifted a DM on Twitter at Sifted Games. Or you can send me a DM on Sifted. I'm at Shane there. Whatever you got to do to get at us. You can do it, and we'll get you your free game. Again, congratulations. Mitchell is alive for winning Name That Game. And now, it's time to wrap up the show with some Q&A. We've got a little bit of time here. we got about, yeah, we got about 15 minutes. That's pretty good for Q&A. Let's see what you guys got cooking in the chat. Um, Swanland, did you watch Terrifier 2 over the holiday? I did not. I still have not watched Terrifier 2. I've only watched Terrifier 1. But a lot of people got at me on YouTube saying that uh, Terrifier 1 is a joke compared to Terrifier 2. So I guess I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> uh, Cinetike, hypothetically, if Call of Duty did become an Xbox exclusive, what percentage of Call of Duty players on Sony do you think would leave the platform for Xbox? I think you have to define COD player there. 
is cod player the person who only plays cod or is the or is cod player the person who buys a ton of games like us but also enjoys call of duty because i would I consider think, I think myself people whose main pastime is playing call of duty then 85 percent of those people will yeah, they'll go wherever it goes yep they will go yeah so i think it, it is a big deal there's no doubt about it but as we said in last week's show microsoft has already offered sony 10 years of continued call of duty support and playstation mm-hmm. still whining yeah a decade to create a, a, a substitute your own shooter that's plenty of effing time man except if you can't do it right which is what we're getting uh, down to here and, isn't it sony's probably got like kill zone trauma <laughs> it's like we tried that four times it. and it didn't work. It, it's tried a bunch of first-person shooters. They've all failed. Resistance. And then that same company that kept failing with the, with Killzone makes Horizon and knocks it yeah. out of the park. Yeah. So it's clearly not them. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yep. Uh, Zet Saber Juno. I tend to buy current-gen consoles about two years after they've been released. Well, welcome to our two-year report card for PS5 and Xbox series. Uh, just so I have a good library to tackle. Looks like this time around I'll have to wait four to five years. I mean, I'm hoping you only have to wait three. I'm really hoping that by this time next year, at the very least, like, we're starting to get, like, big-time previews of a lot of the Xbox games. Like, they're tangible things. Like, right now, like, I don't feel like Fable is a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, we saw a trailer for it. But I don't feel like it's a game that's actually there until I see it being played in some way, shape, or form. So, hopefully by this time next year, we'll have gameplay trailers or even just gameplay segments of a lot of these games that we've been thirsting after. Um, I hope it isn't four to five years. I really hope it's three. What do you think, Matt? I mean, I think you'll have... If if I didn't have it, I'd be buying an Xbox at the end of next year for Starfield. Yeah. Um... I think you're gonna. You know, I think next year's Microsoft games to really show themselves will end up being like Fable and Avowed. Mm-hmm. Like those are going to be your 2024 heavy hitters. You think? Um, Provided everything's going okay with Fable. Yeah, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see this next year dominated by Redfall and Hellblade Two and uh, Starfield. Starfield. Hopefully, I wouldn't be surprised if that game also gets delayed out of the year next year i don't think so it's it's bethesda man all bets are off <laughs> yeah but bethesda, bethesda doesn't usually slip more than a year i mean Star, skyrim did come out eventually but mm, it didn't yeah. they didn't lose that far yeah and they did they did actually put the release date in cg originally they clearly thought it was coming in november this mm-hmm. year you know they, they that was not a, a lightly announced date so they gotta be pretty close yeah uh el guapo 3385 any game that you felt needed to have a sequel i randomly felt a craving to replay sleeping dogs my favorite game of 2012 still awesome sleeping dogs is a very good that's a good pick pick. that's a really good pick but honestly matt for the most part i feel like almost all the games that deserve sequels have kind of got them yeah i mean they'll dig up if they'll dig up the bones of gun gore Gungrave, <laughs> Gungrave, Gore, whatever the hell. I mean, there's games that I'd like to see come back. Like, franchise, I'd like to see come back. Like, I'd like to see someone take another crack at Legacy of Kane. Mm. Um, there are rumblings about that. They just did a poll about that, like oh, two weeks ago. Yeah. And overwhelmingly, the poll is like a hundred thousand people replied. They're all like, "Hell yeah!" Like, let's make one. Mm-hmm. So that might happen. Yeah. But there were sequels for that, obviously, already. But you're just saying there's some that have disappeared that you'd like to see come back. Yeah, I mean, there hasn't been a sequel for that in almost 20 years. Yeah. Um, and let me think. I mean, I, I get into weird, obscure shit. Like, I would love to see another uh, uh, Platinum do a follow-up on Infinite Space, mm. which is a uh, DS game 
like space strategy game that <laughs> actually is really really cool and very very it. hard to find now. Um, it's a it's like a fleet battle game, and like it's basically like if you like star blazers and stuff, it's basically that with like star fleets, and you're just firing like lasers at this way, and they like they like whip pans over here, and you see them get hit like in the other mm-hmm. fleet and stuff. It's like it's like and it's like forty hours long. Like it's like this really long space strategy RPG thing with a with a like a visual novel style story almost. Um, and I'd love to see them take a break from using, from making the same combat system with one different gimmick again at every time <laughs> to tr- give that one as another shot. Uh, what was the one platinum game? Um, I think we had it for name that game one time where you could slide. Oh, Van uh, Vanquish. 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 I think there's some people who may want a sequel to that. I'm not particularly yeah. one of them, but I know there's people who thirst for it. I feel like you could just do another game with those mechanics. Probably. You don't, you don't need to make a sequel <laughs> yeah, I don't to think Vanquish. Anyone really. cares about the characters that yeah. were in that, for sure. Uh, good question, El Guapo. The Legacy. I think there will be concessions on the Activision deal. What does that mean? To make it go through? Like I don't know 10 what, years of Call of Duty on but PlayStation? Like, yeah, I get, like, but concessions of what? Like, There's no legal violation there. It's, it's a very strange situation. Yeah. Um, Mitchell is alive. Live watch the Mario trailer. Is there another Mario trailer? The new Mario trailer went up at two, I think. Oh, today. it did. That was the premiere, I think. We'll have to check that one out whenever we get off the show here. Uh, Justin Horman, what old game do you think would work really well if they added RTX to it, like the upcoming Portal? I would love to see a Shadow of the Colossus with full ray tracing. I bet that would look very nice. I mean, a million games. I think everything would look better with ray tracing. Like, eh, I mean, some of it's not going to be well. I don't think I need to see Mario 64 with ray tracing again. I mean, I, I mean it would hurt. I mean, somebody did that. It just looks, the lighting's better. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, not, it's not amazing. Yeah. I mean, better lighting in any game, I would always be all for. Um, Minority Games, thanks for defending my question on YouTube. People can be so mean. I'm not even sure what you're talking about, man. Um, but my guess is that your question was good and somebody said it wasn't and I stood up for you. <laughs> but if, if that's the case, no problem, man. I'm always going to stand up for what's right. Uh, Squishy Muffin just finished Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze and came away really enjoying the water levels. What other games did you find yourself actually enjoying the water levels? A lot of them. I I don't have a an aversion to water in games. Like I don't think it's a bad thing. Some games have done it badly. Mm-hmm. There are some parts of the recent Tomb Raider reboots that were frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, the, the water stuff in Horizon Forbidden West was pretty good. It's but good, like, yep. Well, usually the, the, the stigma with water levels comes from the old days when, like, you barely had the 3D camera working properly in 3D to begin with, and as soon as yeah. you added a Z-axis, it all just went to hell. Yeah. And you could never tell where you were, and turning around was a problem, and things could come at you from any direction, and sometimes it was really cheap. You get cheap deaths from that. Yep. That's where that comes from, really. It's just like... it's, it's Tomb like, Raider reboots, there's, like, you're swimming, and there's these little holes that you have to find where you can pop up for yeah, air. Yeah, those. So Sometimes the cursors don't appear like as they should, and you just, you know, they're not that hard. You end up dying a couple of times, not that big a deal, but it's just... It's a, it's just a different thing now, too, because back in the day, it used to be like, oh, this is going to be hard to get through because I'm going to die for stupid reasons because the camera's so bad or the, the gameplay yeah. isn't polished for this part as it, as it is above ground, above the water. Whereas now, I feel like it's just like, oh, this is going to be boring. Like, so you got to swim for a while. There's nothing else to do but swim until you get to the hole yeah. and hope you got to pick the right hole. And now you got to solve the thing. And they know you don't want to do it again because at the end of whatever the thing you're doing, there's going to be a little thing where you jump off and land where you started. Yep. So you don't have to go swim back through it yeah. again. 
Um, I just played a level that, or a game that had really bad water, and that was Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. There's a level where you're swimming at uh, night in Amsterdam, and there's enemies on the docks, and you have to like swim down and then swim up and like attack them like kind of like Jason for <laughs> the 13th. But they can see you at all times. It's night. And they can see through the water to see your ass like 30 feet below the surface of the water. They also don't give you very long before you drown. The whole thing just sucked. So you can absolutely still in 2022 totally botch a water level. So I do get where you're coming from. Uh, to your point, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze does have great water and great water levels. And it's a huge, huge part of the game. They better get it right or it would have made the whole game terrible. Um, Congrim 1. I can only answer one or two more. With Activision stock being at $74, and this is a guarantee, why do you think people haven't been scooping it up? Nearly 30% return of purchase now, because the deal may not go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're betting on the deal going through. And, I mean, if you're the layman who doesn't know a lot about games, hell, Matt and I know a hell of a lot about games, and we still don't know what's going on with this deal. If you're the layman, you're not Pactor or whatever, and you really have no idea how this stuff, like, what, it's a gamble. If the deal doesn't go through, you're going to lose. So I think that's why people aren't sna- snatching it up because it's still a risk. And with the recent news, it's an even bigger risk. So yeah, I, I totally get why people are are reluctant to buy it. Um, last one, Norris Nessie ninety four. What reveals do you want to see at the Game Awards? Easy for me. All those freaking Xbox games, all of them. Like where are they? I want to see Fable. I want to see a real chunk of gameplay. Another chunk of gameplay from Hellblade. Like, I can just go on and on. That whole catalog. I want to see a, the first gameplay of Avowed. I want to see more gameplay from Starfee. I can go on and on. That's one way to set yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. I think we'll see some Hellblade, because Hellblade has traditionally been a thing at the Game Awards. Yeah. Yep, I think so, too. And I bet I bet Jeff is trying to get Fable, but I feel like Fable's not ready yet. Shouldn't be too much longer until we should be able to at least see a little bit of it. Yeah, but I don't, this feels early. I think I think they'll blow that out a little bit at E3. Maybe another trailer. Maybe yeah, because the, the first Fable trailer was bullshit. Yeah, it was, just, it was just a CG trailer of, of yeah. It was, Maybe it, a real trailer. Basically, in, in, in it's basically stuff. a tone poem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's nothing. what it was. Yep. Okay. I bet we'll get a gameplay review, uh, more of a gameplay reveal of, of Hellblade Two, and maybe a tentative release date, and we'll probably get some one of the ex, other Xbox things. We'll see some kind of trailer along the lines of what we got for Hellblade last year. Um, I don't know what though. It yeah. kind of depends what's ready. That's what I want to see, but I'll take, you know, I'd like to see the first real gameplay of Tears of the Kingdom, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, we still haven't really seen a chunk of gameplay yeah. of that yet. It's just been trailers cut together. So I'd like to see that. It's been so long that I forgot that's what the name was. Right. How about a first look at a new Mario Kart? That would be pretty awesome. I wouldn't mind seeing that. No, I'm not a chance in hell. Yeah. Because they still got to sell that pack this holiday season. Right. What about on the PlayStation side? Um... I mean, probably a big Forspoken thing, I would think. Um, what about First Party, though? I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's a lot that's announced. No. Think about it. There aren't that many First Party. That's like I said. We don't know what Sony's yeah, doing. We, we know nothing. Spider-Man 2 is about it. We know yeah. next year. And Wolverine. Wolverine's not next year. Yeah. No. But I'm saying maybe they show it. I don't know. Hmm. It'd be a coup. I don't think. I don't think. So. I think yeah. we'd be lucky to see Spider-Man. Yeah, probably gonna be a quiet night for PlayStation. Would be my guess. Anyway, there you go. That's Game Face three twenty two. Thanks to everyone in our chat. Um, I'll be honest with you. When we first came back, our audience was. 
gone. <laughs> like, our first live stream after coming back, we had, like, our numbers were way down. I could already tell there's been way more people on this stream. So it is pretty crazy how people get into the pattern of watching the show. And then if you don't do the show for a couple weeks, they're gone. They find some other stuff to do. So it's um, good to see. Vincent makes a good point. If we get Sony stuff at Game Awards, it will probably be The Last of Us TV show. And maybe some Does that of, count? Like, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. That's a, that's what Jeff's trying to position it as, is like all kind of multimedia, everything. Yeah. I, he, he mentions Twisted Metal, too. Like, that's, yeah, I could definitely see. A bunch of TV show stuff. Teaser for Twisted Metal and a longer trailer for Last of Us. Or, awesome. or like have the, you know, Pedro Pascal comes out and does something. Um, yeah. That's Play almost, a song. Almost, that's almost a lock, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Man, so don't go. give him ideas. Like this, <laughs> yeah. it, I don't need to give him that idea. He got that one all in Pater, Pater Pascal and Troy Baker come out and sing to each other. It's another <laughs> thing that we need that night. Come on. It's going to be long enough as it is. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for Game Phase 322. Thanks again to everyone in chat. Congratulations to Mitchell is Alive for winning Name That Game. Great job. Um, we'll be back next Wednesday. Don't forget, it's not Tuesday next week. It's Wednesday, and we're going to have a gigantic show. Callisto Protocol, Marvel's Midnight Suns, full discussion between Matt and I for Need for Speed Unbound. Should be a great episode. And then after that, we'll have one, maybe two more, and then we'll be gone for Christmas break. Uh, if you're listening to this show on any of the podcast services, and it's on all of them, so if you watch the show on YouTube and you're like, you know what? It's a gigantic show. I wouldn't mind listening to it when I can, when I'm doing stuff or driving or commuting or whatever. You can go on any of the podcast services and listen to the audio version completely free. It comes out a few hours before the show is free on YouTube every Sunday. Just go to your favorite podcast service and subscribe, and it's right there. Um, if you do watch there or on YouTube and you want to help us, head to patreon.com slash You can pledge whatever you want. We appreciate every dollar that people pledge. We really, really appreciate it. And if you can't afford that, you can help us with Twitch Prime. Um, and that's very simple. And you can learn how to do that down in the description below. You can give us a free $2.50 every month if you're an Amazon Prime member. It's very simple. Um, and we'd appreciate that very much, particularly right now around the holiday season when everybody needs extra cash to buy stuff for other people, which honestly is one of the best things that I think I do every year is buying stuff for other people. It makes me feel good anyway. Uh, so again, thanks for everyone for joining the live stream. Thanks for all of our folks who support us at patreon.com slash sifted or at sifted.net. We love you guys very much. We'll see you next Wednesday. Game face is up and out.